What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's James Bond in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every James Bond movie that stars Daniel Craig. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Cortez. Hey, guys. Good morning. Great morning. Nick Scarfino. A better morning, everyone. I'm having a wow. better morning. You had to one-up me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and for the first time in quarantine, Kevin Coelho. Yeah. Hi, Kev. The movie bros himself. The movie bros He's himself. Back. You gotta love it. How are you doing, Kev? So we get you. We get graced with your presence. So something what? What like what? Was she gonna say something like mildly racist? Jesus Christ. Uh, anyways, this is James Bond interview. You can watch it live every week. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, or you can anyways. watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com or your favorite podcast service is where you can listen to it. Turns the out I was muted. The whole uh, time? So, well, for right now, yeah. Wow, then my comment's going to make absolutely no sense. And I just pulled up chat. Yeah. But like, oh, that's weird. Okay, interesting. It's because cool. it, it yeah. comes in as a separate audio thing, and I've got it all preset. And bro, you don't gotta make excuses, bro. Oh, like, I'm right there with you, man. Kevin, I get it, bro. Your first time back at bat, it's not gonna go the yeah, way that you dude. want it to. We're anyway, figuring this back out. Andy just figured out how to use his camera. It's been three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Andy literally was like, "Oh, it's finally set to 1080." It's like, why wasn't it set to 1080 for weeks? <laughs> Look, man, it looks so much better. Now. You go with the flow, you know, you live and you learn, bro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You do. I do Everybody appreciate that right before the show started, you switched shirts from a black shirt to white shirt. So at least we can see you and you're not just a little head. So it's not the floating head. <laughs> I like that, though. I did Thanks. a lot. Anyway, uh, if you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers did Muhammad Muhammad, Justin Toft, Das Bear Jew, Blackjack, and Blackjack. Downtown Jay Brown um real quick i just want to say for the first time in 30 years i tied my tie today wow. without looking at a youtube video wow. i just did it next up shoes i know it's gonna be I, fucking crazy back there i hate that you said that and i like for a second i was like oh man i felt bad i wasn't there to tie it for him there we go <laughs> there we go what we do. today we're talking about skyfall Released on November 9th, 2012. Directed by Sam Mendes. Uh, in film, he made his directorial debut with the drama American Beauty in 1999, yeah, yeah. which earned the Academy Award. They and still can't hear Kevin, apparently. <laughs> huh. Uh, yeah, it seems like I'm coming in really low. Can you guys hear uh, me okay? Yeah. I can hear you perfectly, Kev. Let me see what happens if I turn the... No, that's not really doing anything for the, the this. Sick. Sick. <laughs> He also got the Golden Globe for Best Director. Uh, he has since directed the crime film Road to Perdition in 2002, uh, the drama Revolutionary Road in 2008, and the James Bond film Skyfall Inspector. Then he did in 1917, last year, where he received the BAFTA Award for Best Direction and a second Golden Globe Award for Best Director, as well as this second Academy Award nomination for Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. Um, he also brought on Roger Deakins as cinematographer for this one, having previously worked with him on Jarhead and Revolutionary Road. Oh, that's cool. Also 1917. The so yeah. they, re they they came back together for that as well, and it won Roger Deakins yet another Academy Award. The dream team, man. Yeah. I I, maybe he was nominated first. Maybe this was his first. I can't remember. But either way, those two I think, Yeah, I think he well was nominated, together. and this is that was his first one. But I could be wrong. Are people hearing you? Yeah. Oh, now Good. I'm peeking out. God damn it. 
the hell was that? Is, there's somebody <laughs> vacuuming. Still some construction. Someone's drilling. Uh, kind of funny. You gotta love it. A budget of two hundred million. A box office of a whopping one point one oh nine billion dollars. Holy yeah, this shit! Big. Yeah, this one was big. Almost double the wow. solace number which is a uh, really fucking crazy a runtime of two hours and 23 minutes that's I'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be 100 percent honest when i say this i honestly I feel like a good 50 percent of this movie's success is due to adele hey i'll get <laughs> i'm it not even me, kidding man. i think that song was so good and so popular that it got everyone hyped for this movie the what a song, man. The song was nominated so for and won the Academy Award for Best Original Song. And it was the first time a Bond song had won. The fourth time one had been nominated. That's crazy. It also was like, I think I read another uh, art, a fact that said it was one of the first Bond songs ever to hit like top 10 on the yeah. Billboard charts. It, it was, was the, so popular. It was the first song since uh, Lose Yourself from 8 Mile that yeah. in the top 10 Billboard was also the uh, Oscar winner. Now, granted, you know, the movie had great, uh, great trailers as well. And it, it just it had Javier Bardem coming straight off his success. Like this is when he was I mean, he's still super popular, but he's coming off the success of like No Country for Old Men. And he's blowing up and he's just this badass, like crazy looking villain and it had a great cast as well. Uh, they, they brought in Ray Fiennes as well, which is cool. But I really think that that Adele song was what put most of the general public from being lukewarm to just being fucking red hot on this movie. Dude, this movie was the the first one in its trailer to do that like edit to the gunshots thing. Yeah, like, remember there's that shot of him walking <laughs> towards the target. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, it would just like cut. Oh my god, that was fucking cool. Great. I remember, I remember we did a reaction video at IGN to that, Nick. It's probably live. Did somewhere. we really? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. But that was that was a long ass time. You ago. all, uh, you all showed me this song uh, in a car ride back from lunch one day because uh-huh. we were talking about oh Andy the Bond songs, the Bond songs, and you all still hadn't showed me. Uh, the white stripes one, or the yeah. Jack Jack White, or yeah, Jack White, Jack White with uh, Alicia Keys, and then you all showed me this one in the car, and I was just in the back seat, and about a minute in, I'm just vibing, and I'm just sitting there, and I was like, "As this song fucking rules, holy mm-hmm. shit!" Like I just well, had no idea, my eyes had yeah. been opened. If you remember correctly, we were we were listening to the Billie Eilish song, and then me and Tim looked at each other and like. Every time I listen to the new Billie Eilish Bond theme, I want to be listening to Adele's Skyfall. Yeah. So we just stopped the song mid-track and That's went fair. over to Adele's Skyfall and listened to the whole thing. And that thing moves like a it fucking rushing moves. river, man. It, it grows, is so man. Good. I just I love it because it's like it keeps getting better and better. They start adding the chorus of like the the background vocals and stuff, and I'm like, this is so hype. But then it gets to that break where it's just the where you go, I go, I go. Oh my god, oh so good, beautiful so chord progression, so man. good. So are we ranking it? What the hell? I yeah, mean, let's talk about that right now. Man. All right, you want to go into the intro? Uh, the intro for. <laughs> oh no, you want you want to talk about the intro is what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. That. Uh but dude, here's my thing. Like, I am such a fan of Another Way to Die the song. I think it's so fucking cool. And I think that obviously Adele gets all the credit because Skyfall is Skyfall, right? But I can't fucking even deny Scott Falls number one, man. So For like big of a fan as I am. Let me let me pump the brakes on that right there, right? The song, I think, is number one. But we're not ranking the song. We're ranking the entire intro package together. And, and that's I why think I'm gonna... that Skyfall's motion graphics are 
fucking 10 out of 10, man. We're talking about movement in the song. That thing moves. The kaleidoscope, him shooting at the shadows, every single thing, him falling into the thing and the woman kind of like pulling him. It's so creative. There's so much color. And I just, I fucking love it, man. The guns and, and the knives falling in the cemetery. That shit looks so sick. I was like, God, this shit is getting me going right now. <laughs> my my thing is, I love this intro, and I love I love what they did with Skyfall. But the, and this is going to play into some of my critiques of this movie is that the whole thing just seems like a giant step backward for me. Um, and that that was one of the main reasons why you know coming out of Skyfall the first time I was a little disappointed was because the intro song, the intro, even the way the beginning of this is shot with that that Bond stinger very much reminiscent of old Bond movies. And and that's always been a little bit of a disappointment for me going into Skyfalls because I felt like they were trying to do something new and cool and like contemporary with Quantum of Solace. And you can see that in the intro where it is more of a tradition, like a cool modern motion graphics package. This definitely reminds me of like old school Connery Bonds, old school Roger Moore Bonds. And I, and I think they wanted that. And you see that theme or at least that that concept play out throughout this entire movie, not the least of which is that it kind of culminates where he gets the the old school Aston Martin that has all the tech in it, which was a cool homage. Like, there's a lot of old nods to the old series in this, or new nods to the old series in this. But I just I didn't like that they they did that because it felt regressive to me. Like so I do a- I love this title sequence by the way. I'm not I'm not shitting on it at all. I just feel like it's a more traditional sequence that you would you would see in like Goldeneye, for instance. So here's a really interesting thing that I, I saw. Uh, the movie is not a follow-up from the two previous movies. Producer Barbara Broccoli said that the franchise, quote, will go on to other different stories from now on. However, the reappearance of the quantum organization in later movies is still a possibility. Uh, but we definitely went into Skyfall wanting it to kind of be a soft reboot of the soft reboot. So yeah, and, you, and, and that was that was a direct relation to Quantum of Solace that just everyone shit on. They just did mm-hmm. not like that movie at all. And so, and and this is, you know, I think this is a problem they face going into um, no time, no time to die, because they they need to find the identity of Bond. And I think they were on the track after Casino Royale, and they they were going down a nice road, and then after Quantum, they decided to stop, back up, like backtrack a lot, and then try a new road with Skyfall. And unfortunately, I think it worked here, but wait till we get to Spectre. That's all I'll say. Kev, you're going to say? Yeah, really quick. I want to just say that uh, it's probably my favorite intro that we've seen so far. The like Adele's amazing. The way they um, have him, like the the way they cut to the intro, I thought was so cool. And the like blood effect happening. Sorry, the blood effect happening in the water and the, the that branching off to become other things. Like, what a well done intro. Really enjoyed it. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. I do love that. I do love that that uh, as he's falling through the water, he goes over the waterfall, and as his body hits the the water below, you hear that bang. Yeah. But that first note of the key, of the song, God, it's very well done. Getting I, just, I watched it again right before this, man. It's, just, it's fucking perfect. She performed the song live at the Oscars that year. It was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. I remember that. And that's the thing. Like this movie is, I, I can't. I, I came out of this movie in theaters not liking it as much as I did this last time I watched it. Last time I watched it, I really appreciate everything that went into this. This is a very polished, very well done Bond movie. Um, I just do feel like there's moments where they play it very, very safe. And there's also some stuff they throw in there where you're like, well, this is the first time I've seen this in a Bond film. Um, but I I do wonder, like, I think this is a lot of ways them them taking a step back and trying to find their footing after Quantum of Solace. And I think the movie suffers for that. Hmm. Interesting. I totally uh, dug it. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I Javier Bardem's just the best, dude. Like, he's he's so 
unsettling. Uh, he's exactly what I look for. And like, these are my, if you look at like the type of villain archetypes that I love, it's always like the unsettling sort of evil where sure. It's sort of menacing and stuff, but when it's calm and collected and it's just, it's so fucked up. Uh, and then with the, the jaw face reveal, holy shit. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot this of really, of really movies. great moments. This is one of those movies to me where I'm like, this movie fucks. Yeah, but, dude. And, and I feel like it, it wasn't until the later Mission Impossibles that that really kicked in. But Skyfall, it just works for me, especially after watching the last two. I think that the one thing I don't love about this is it feels inconsistent with the other two, with him getting the, the car and stuff. And like, that's not it set up. It doesn't at feel all. like they belong in the same world, right? Totally. And I mean, apparently to the producers, they don't. But it's like that that is where this suffers for me just because that moment felt. It felt cooler than it actually was. Like the when he gets the, when he gets the car and the music hits, yep. he's going. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. But it, then it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, but this doesn't work in this world. Like, That's, why does that was my, that was going to be my question for you, Tim? Was like, as a person who has it, who has really not a lot of context for that car, when he pops up the knob on this on the stick shift and it has the ejector button, were you like, what the fuck is that? Well, they've fast they and furious. They reference it in the other movies. Where they're saying like, "Oh, what? Were you gonna you gonna have an ejector seat or whatever?" And it's like they joked about that but stuff. As that, if that was, I think that was a reference in this movie. No, no, that I was. I think it was one of the stuff. last movies where they made that reference, and it is I one of those. Just, you know. Yeah. No, I think it was the. It might have been It was Storm. when he got the defibrillator car. Oh right! Oh right! Oh, right, right that's right. That's right. right. Um, but yeah, it's. I feel like it's. It's weird how these those two scenes contrast each other so much, and it's like. I feel like if you're not even using the ejector seat, why include it? Like that car well, to set that up, right? Like they set up the they they do a good job in a lot a lot of these Bond movies where they give you the tech at the beginning and then you know it's going to play some key role in either a middle action sequence or the end, right? In this one, uh, Q gives him the, the the gun that has the palm scanner and you're like, cool, that's going to play into something and sure shit, someone picks up the gun and tries to shoot him and he goes, that's not going to go the way you want it to and the guy's like, oh no, what happened? And then he gets eaten by a fucking Komodo, <laughs> Komodo dragon. CG <laughs> Komodo dragon. Um, but that was, it was very interesting that they threw those in because they threw that, they threw that, that car in Casino Royale as a very subtle nod mm. to the original Which Aston Which I think Martin. was really cool. It was very, very cool, and everyone loved it. And it was like, oh, that's awesome. That's how he could have um, potentially, uh, uh, call That's how he could have potentially gotten that Aston Martin. That's cool, but he's not going to drive that thing, right? He's got modern Aston Martins that we're going to give him because those are way cooler. That's what Bond Bond wouldn't drive a 1964 Aston Martin. The upkeep alone on that thing would break down on him constantly. But the but <laughs> I mean, it would like you know, it's like why would you drive that when you could drive a freaking amazing like van, uh, a vantage or one of the newer Aston Martins? Nick I, thinking I'm so thinking. logistically, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, come on, it's so because the, the air conditioners in those they just they never function they like just they go did. Back. Well, that's <laughs> have air conditioning for sure. Um, but you get what I'm saying, like, you know, it's not it's not exactly it's a car that you would keep as a as a as a vintage amazing thing, but you wouldn't drive it on the daily. Um, so so when they when we saw when I saw this scene I was like oh wow the producers really don't give a shit about any any of the realistic or the really grounded world that they set up in Casino Royale or Quantum they just want to throw in a lot of fun Easter eggs for the the old school Bond fans and that's totally fine but I was a little disappointed with that. See I, I don't think it's so much that I think that this really it is just clashing with the the previous movies and, but as a standalone I think that it does it's not just Easter eggs like it backs up the themes of the movie of you know him being old and then him having to go back to older kind of yeah the older just, way of doing things to be able to to solve the problems and him not being against doing that. Yeah, but it's just an element that that is totally not set up, and so I felt like I, honestly I didn't think 
that they needed to have the tech in the car. In fact, if they hadn't had the tech in the car and he just rigged the car to say explode when, when uh, Javier Bardem's team gets there, I think that would have been a lot deeper and a lot, it would have backed up the theme of that old versus new of that, like killing the past and moving forward a lot better. The fact that they had this tech in the car, just, I always just, it irks me because it stands out as like, you didn't need to do that. And it's going to be more confounding and confusing for the audience than it is pleasurable to watch like for me i'm like oh that's awesome they've got the fucking original machine guns from dr no that he had in the in the headlights or whatever whichever connor but movie i, had I feel there. like for, but for most other people it's like why the fuck would that even be there yeah for most of the viewers it's like why would that even be there and who even put that there because like this is the first time we're meeting a q in this you know right. world and well there's also a viewer like me who has a loose tie to uh all the gadgetry in the pierce brosnan bond movies so it's it wasn't weird to me at all. Like I, I just, it, it was just Bond to me. Like I, I, I'm just sort of used to that weird shit. Yeah, but the, there's, there's like Bond Casino Royale, which is like, hey, we're trying to do something that's grounded, grounded and cool and new and modern. And then there's Roger Moore. We're in space with lasers. And this, unfortunately for me, and I'm not talking no disrespect to Roger Moore, Roger, if you're watching. Um, I think Roger, we're sorry, I think he may have passed away. But Roger, um, do you have Amazon Prime? <laughs> okay you have twitch prime there it is one free twitch prime. um but like to me this hit on more of a note of hey we're gonna go to space and shoot lasers than it did on i just lost the love of my life and now i'm gonna spend you know a whole other movie getting revenge for that and i was just a little disappointed i, I think that. that's you bringing a lot into this though because i mean at the end of the day it still was just machine guns in a car and an ejector seat that he doesn't use it's right not- but we didn't see that anywhere else like the only other tech that we, we that q branch gave him was like something that could actually be real and useful versus it's just it just it always bugs me like to, to kevin's point who put that in there at what point did that car get that tech was it for was it just in there yeah, I, he, just, I, he won the car in Florida. Like, he what did he do? Ship it over and like have all that shit installed? Why? That's his personal car. You know what I mean? Like they had it in the storage. Sorry, construction on my end. Uh, Roger Moore <laughs> is in fact dead. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, not good. <laughs> Andy, why? What did he do to you? Thank God, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this movie compared to the other ones, while not perfect, I think that it it hit all the things I needed it to on a higher point consistently, where the story was good, the characters were good, the the action scenes were great, and the dialogue was fantastic. And it's like, I feel like compared to Quantum and Casino, this movie didn't have any of the big lulls that we saw in the others, and it didn't have any debatable things like the poker scene. And I will say that, yeah, to, to back that up, like, Every watching this again at no point was I bored yeah. and I can't say the same thing for quantum or a little bit for casino or like if you watch that, if you watch the poker scene a, a couple times, you're like, I, I understand what's happening and this is really fucking boring. Whereas I think the strength of Javier Bardem and his chemistry with Bond on screen is so good. His chemistry with Judy Dench is so good. So good that you, you just, it, that, that to me is where the strength of this movie really starts to put it ahead of the pack, which is just that like that last scene in the chapel where he's with her or, or even the first time he sees her and he goes, you're so much smaller than I remember you. Like you're so tiny. Oh my God. And dude. it's so fucking good. And he's such a good, creepy, bad guy. Dude. He's the best dude. I want him to be a villain in every movie, man. The, but I also want him intro, to be the protagonist because he's awesome. <laughs> I love that he is not revealed. We hear, we know about him. We know kind of a little bit, but he's not revealed until like halfway through the movie. And that's perfect. Like it's, it's well paced. And his reveal is so unsettling. That one shot where you're just like it's long walk. on Bond and he just walks and talks and gives the most unnerving story. But it that even is just starts 
it starts early in that because you have the elevator coming down. It's and it's such a good job of just framing all your attention and like yeah, it's it's one of those one perfect shots things where it's like that whole sequence is so good and strong. I think mm-hmm. that's where uh, I think I think I had this movie or that scene actually spoiled for me on Twitter. Some I mean not that it was spoiled or whatever, but uh, before we even planned on watching these. That uh, this whole sequence was something that was like broken out on Twitter. That was like, yeah, but Javier Bardem in like in uh, Skyfall, like what a fucking great job or whatever. And I remember watching that whole sequence, and it didn't occur to me until I saw the elevator lowering when I watched the movie yesterday. I was like, oh fuck, oh, it's shit. right here. It's so good, dude. This movie there's, there's, rules, uh, man. Really there's quick. three shots in this. What's up? Oh, I just want to say, like, my, I I've talked a lot of shit about this movie over the years, and like I still have big problems with the the very end of this movie. But, like, man, I am so happy we're doing this review because I enjoyed the shit out of it. Something about the action scenes. They're just so well, like, choreographed and designed and well thought out where it just really keeps you engaged the, the bu- entire time. The man. building scene with the silhouettes fighting. Holy shit. Oh, that was I was awesome. going to point that out. There's, a, there's like, three Damn. shots in this where, where Deacons just goes, you know what? I'm just going to set the camera up and let the action play out. And you see the very, very first shot of this is that where you see Bond down the hallway and he's super out of focus, and he walks right into focus. And as he does, he's so like, sick. You and see you the, hear the, the music cue? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, and and sorry, no, I was gonna say there's that shot. There's the shot with the elevator, and then there's also that amazing silhouette shot where the dolly, the camera is just sort of dollying slowly, and you're watching the choreography play out. And it ends with Bond flipping him over and then catching him as he's about to fall. It's just it's it's really cool that that Deacons was like, listen, I'm not going to overshoot these action sequences or some of these dramatic beats. I'm just going to like trust that the lighting and the choreography and the acting will really play out, and I'm going to get a I'm going to get out of their way. And that's that's very that to me is just the sign of how much of a fucking master Roger Deacons is as a cinematographer. And I think like I don't remember seeing a lot of like really recognizing a lot of his work. Until I saw Skyfall, and I was like, "Who the fuck shot this movie?" Because it's so cool. Because I'm some pissed of it's off. <laughs> I'm angry. I need to shoot talk everything. To somebody. <laughs> yeah. A couple facts. Uh, in 50 years of James Bond movies, this is only the second time Bond has ever got shot. Mm. The other time being Thunderball. Wow. It's crazy. A lot of a lot of bullets around this man, but he's, he's bulletproof. Uh, and then the other thing Just is like Adam Sandler, Dame Judy Dench, who was 77 when she made this movie. Jesus Christ, think about that. That is old as fuck. She's still kicking, uh, man. She has more screen time in this movie alone than Desmond Lewin. Nick, oh, Desmond uh, Lewin. The, the guy that played Q? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's, no, that's not that's not Q. De- the original. Uh, the original Q, not John Cleese. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, making her portrayal of M the most recurrent character in the franchise. After oh, you're all. talking about the original M. No, the original Q. Oh, Desmond the original Lewin. Q, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's that's original cue. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, previously M was always just kind of a character that would give Bond the mission, and then and then maybe around the two hour or hour mark, scold him for going off the beaten path, even though that's exactly what you want Bond to do. And it's really cool that you know, out of all the things that they wanted to to shed from the Quantum of Solos and Casino Royale, they kept that thread of her being sort of the mother figure to Bond. And I think they 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 did a smart choice here with the writing which was that the b story really the love story in this is it's not so much a romantic love it's more about the affection he has for this woman who has basically been his his mentor and his mother like figure for his most of his adult life and i think that ending that end shot 
where she looks at him and she's like, well, at least I got something right is so fucking impactful by the end of it. And, you know, and shout out to Judy Dench, who, by the way, if you're not, if you're not familiar with, she was um, M throughout all of Pierce Brosnan's time as well. So she was the one uh, actor that they brought back and were like, you're just way too fucking badass to not recast as this character. She's the J.K. Did, Simmons. Yeah. And then I think she just didn't want to do it anymore. I think they probably would have kept her. But I think this was her saying, hey, I want to leave this franchise. I'm ready to retire and not do this type of movie anymore. Um, and they gave her an amazing farewell. All right. Time for the plot. Rainy. So it starts with that amazing oh, sh- shot and that oh, amazing. What the fuck? Hold on. Oh, I'm Nick. sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus I'm Christ. Sorry. What is wrong with it? you, dude? I'm so, dude, you're so crisp right now. I just can't tell who you are. <laughs> oh, it's really out of key. The names. The names. Plot. James Plot. <laughs> I don't know because I thought it was Snape at first, but it was not Snape. I, I think you could be further away from the the mic, and it'll. Still... I just I don't know if the I don't know if it picks up that well. I feel like why it was, was this? A, it was why was the E minor and the E minor wasn't picking up very? Oh, there we go. We start. With an amazing shot um, that when I first saw, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was a little cheesy, but it got me this time with that Bond stinger. And again, going back to the traditional, let's just, you got the cool Bond stinger with the cool trumpet. Let's just use it. Let's just fucking use it, guys. Bond walks into the hallway and we get the stinger and then he walks up and we see the cool noir style lighting where his eyes are just lit, you know, similar to like Angelica Houston every time she comes on camera in any of the Adams Family movies. Very, very cool. If you ever watch those back now, you're not going to be able to see that. Agents are down and the hard drive is gone. Bond walks in uh, and he finds Ronson bleeding out and he tells M and M's like, hey, fucking Ronson had his time. You know, he wasn't good enough. Fuck him. Leave him. And Bond's like, well, I got to stop the bleeding. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Did you just kill like 15 people in the last movie and not even care? You bang three of them and then let them die. Who cares? <laughs> I thought it was cool that we did see some growth where he like it, it was clear that he cared and wanted sure. to help his guy like one of his buddies out. Right. For and sure. For sure. And that, like getting orders and he has to fall like he puts in a little something to help and he knows. This and he's like dead. Ronson's dead pretty much. Uh, of course, uh, money when he goes outside, Money Penny's there to pick him up. And I think this is the first time we've been introduced to Money Penny, right? Yeah. Like, we haven't seen her before. Of course, we don't know who she is yet, but in all the trailers and stuff, we knew she's Money Penny. So she's Money Penny. Uh, she picks up Bond, and she's a field agent. And, and we kind of get the feeling that she's not a very new, like, old school. Like, she's new to being a field agent because she can't drive for shit. Um, and, I, and you know, when they can get she us, not drive or can't she drive? That was a weird thing for me where she's, like, she knocks one of the mirrors off, and then he, like, makes the snide about it. And then she, like, very, like, nicely knocks the other one off and, like, says something. And it's didn't like, need that one either. Yeah, so there's like, a moment. Yeah, she pulls up alongside the Audi, <clears throat> and Bond's like, "So now would be the time where you just pull the car into the other car." And she's like, "Really?" And he goes, "God damn it! If, do I have to do everything?" And he just yanks the wheel into the Audi, and it flips over. And he's like, "That's how you do it. If you, you can't be a fucking field agent, stay back in the office." Okay. Two, and she's that, like, that, "No, I can do it." That real quick back and forth though, where yeah, what you were just mentioning, Tim, of the didn't need that anyway. Like, who cares when she knocks over the the. Uh, side mirror and she knocks over the other one didn't need that one either the that back and forth happened and i was like ah this movie's gonna suck because <laughs> like, it's just like it there just wasn't it wasn't good enough you know and then uh but luckily i it, it ramps up and it gets better yeah the one thing i like about this is like you know traditionally they've always had a flirtation back and forth between bond and money penny but they never hook up 
And so that's that's kind of why I like this because there is that there is that chemistry and that that actual like sexual tension that they that they I think seed in this scene and then when she comes back later to like shave him and stuff they're like oh this is kind of a hot scene but they never actually show them hooking up and that's good I the think. names the names balls blue balls what accent am I doing I don't know what accent I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know anymore, man. What, what, what ride are we on? Anyway, cars flip over, and this dude gets out with a fucking mini chain gun attached. I don't know. It was a hand. I don't know the hell that. It was a handgun that was fully automatic and so had sick. drum two drums on the bottom of That's it. That's so cool, Kev. It was so fucking cool. Kev, can you make one of those? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, cool. We can buy um, that super legal. We can go to Nevada. Get one. Okay. Well, not only that, but later in the later, Kev, he has that full like the extended clip, and and he but he puts back in, and so he's still using the fully automatic handgun, which I think is cool. That's awesome that that ca- the character's name is Patrice. Um, that we'll meet him later, but it's cool that they gave him that sort of character name, trait. You know? Hey, it's French, man. Ah, Patrice. Patrice. Uh, anyway, money. Let's see. Uh, they both hop on dual sport motorbikes and start chasing each other, uh, uh, each other over the rooftops of Istanbul, and it makes me really want to go to Turkey. Um, money, penny gets. Say everything slightly wrong. Istanbul. <laughs> I don't know how do you say it. I thought you. Uh, I thought you added an H. I thought you said Istanbul. I uh, have. I may have. Money Penny gets stuck in traffic, uh, and and then Tanner tells her where to go because apparently she can't figure out fucking directions either. Uh, she posts up on a bridge, and then when the bad guy comes, she pops a couple shots at him, but uh, but she can't fucking hit anything. And she's just I, again, I don't know how they train these MI six agents, but apparently they're not good at training them shooting, driving, following people by foot or by car. None of these things are good skills that MI six agents I, have. I feel like she was following two people on motorcycles on the top of buildings. While she's uh-huh. driving on the streets, it's so, hard. It's yeah. a different plane of action. Not on man. the streets where people aren't <laughs> supposed to be driving, trying not to no, no, right kill people, and now she's trying to kill someone who is getting fought or is fighting with someone else that she doesn't want to kill on a moving train. Mm, crazy. It's a lot of like stuff there's involved. There's a lot of elements involved. She's just doing nothing. She's doing. She's just fucking chewing up scenery back there. Doing not nothing. hard. <laughs> Anyway, the guy the guy jumps onto a train, so Bond follows him, but instead of jumping, he just fucking rams oh his God. motorbike into the guardrail and f- sort of flops over onto the train. So fucking cool. In a very violent fashion. Uh, they started a train shootout, like an old Western, which I thought was cool, and then Bond runs out of bullets. Meanwhile, the other dude has one of those extended clips, and his gun fires it like, real fast uh, to combat this Bond, attacks him with an evacuator, just a giant, giant digging machine. Uh, and, dude, and- this, is, this is one of those moments for me. Where I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, this movie fucks. I see the thing and I'm like, no, he's not going to. Oh, my God, he's using it. Yeah, he's fucking using it. And the whole sequence there is so rad of him swinging the thing over. And when everything goes to hell and he jumps into the other, yeah. the other train. And he, and lands. he jumps in. Oh, he, straightens so his, sick. he straightens his cufflink so as he lands. Uh, of course, he, get, he, he gets got, shot in this process. It's important to note that. When he got in it, I was like, oh, shit. Like. There's no way that's bulletproof. Like, why would he be choosing that? Because he's going to have to turn it around, right, to be oriented the right way. And he used the shovel part. Yeah. He put that in front of himself to protect. And it's just like, that's brilliant. Now, now, now you guys were thinking on, on a different level. While I was watching this, I was like, what's your plan here? <laughs> like, <I don't>, this, <laughs> like you're, you're moving really slow in this machine. You, and you like, think he's going to pull off <laughs> just, i didn't know what he was doing i was like you, you're out in the, you're wide open now luckily no unfortunately for him he didn't have one of those construction machines from 
Casino Royale, the ones that had bulletproof glass. <laughs> this one was very much, uh, you could shoot through it, unfortunately for him. So he got kind of capped in the, wherever he got capped. He took one in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, of course, then uh, he heads back up to the top of the train and they start uh, fighting because they're out of bullets at this point. And Bond tries to pry the hard drive away from the guy. But for some reason, he has the thing attached to a lanyard, like a lame-ass junior college student. So Bond can't get it away from him. I'm like, when the fuck, at what point did you have enough time to attach this thing to a necklace? Anyway, uh, when they come out of the tunnel, Money Penny decides. He, like murdered all those people in that one place, right? But he had it literally like it's a hard drive. Yeah, and it was like I, I attached was some sort of like, to a case. Yeah, in a case, Very weird. in a necklace that you probably couldn't get off either. Because like but eventually he... they kind of get it off and they're fighting with it and there's like cool. Oh, it's like Doctor Strange. It's like the little Doctor Strange thing. You need a, a cool spell to take it off. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Oh, I, I remember. I thought you were saying Doctor Who, and I was like, "What the fuck is he talking?" About? <laughs> anyway, the train comes out of a tunnel, and Money Penny decided to finally get off her ass and set up a rifle on a nearby ridge. Uh, so, but she doesn't have a clean shot, and M orders her to take the shot anyway before it's too late. She so can't much do shit talking. So much underlying shit talking. I'm just no saying. Reason. I'm just saying. Maybe there's a reason why she fucking stayed in the office at the end. Maybe they were like, "You're not I mean, cut out no, for field work, I, Money I, Penny." It's funny because you're being a dick about it, but it is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> why she's like, hey, I'm not cut out. She says it herself. Yeah, like, I can't you do suck at this because I thought I killed you for like three months. Leave the fucking work to the adults is all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Uh, she can't, of course, she can't take the shot without hitting Bond, and then M has to make the decision for her, and she tells her to do it anyway. Uh, and then Money Penny is like, okay, and then just clearly could have been like Bond, just drop down. You hear me, right? Just drop down right now, and I'll plug this motherfucker. But instead, she just shoots Bond. And he falls. And then Patrice looks at Take her and he's like, shot. he's like, thanks. And he goes Take into the shot. tunnel. He's like, oh, thanks. Now, She's like, I might be a college. One complaint I do have about her is that she takes the shot. Fucking Bond falls down. And then she just pauses. And then she's just like, oh. Yeah, why fuck. didn't she just keep shooting? No, no, just keep if you shooting. Got one like, all right, fucking... you fucked it up. He, you still have a little bit of bridge. And then she looks over and he, he's going in the tunnel. Just so being like, right. Thank You're you. still right. Wow. I'm on your guys' side now. Holy shit. No, no, to be Put clear, her I'm, on not, desk I'm not duty. on Nick's side. I have Put this her one on problem desk with <laughs> fucking duty. Put chain her to a desk. Don't let her leave. Don't give her a gun. Don't give her anything other than paperwork to do. She She's a lousy fucking agent. She could have kept awesome. shooting. You're so right. <laughs> anyway, shit. Bond falls into the raging river below. His lifeless body goes over the waterfall. And as he hits the water below, the first note of Adele's skyfall oh, rings oh, out. And it's baby. fucking it's everything. Fucking awesome. There's now, no here's the way thing, though. he could have lived. No fucking way. No Bond. fucking Sniper. way. <laughs> this motherfucker gets shot, falls hella far, and then gets the waterfall treatment. Mm-hmm. And, and as he's going to that waterfall, it's a dead-ass human being. Like they There was definitely a fairy behind there. Did you, know? you guys not see him fucking swimming later in Shanghai and how fit he was? Just because we as normal mortals couldn't fucking withstand the waterfall drop does not mean that Daniel Craig's amazing abs wouldn't keep him from, from being dot. They're buoyant. Yeah, they're, they're bo- very buoyant. so good. <laughs> From everyone died. knows that everyone knows that muscles uh, weigh less than fat, and so they make you they make you float. Mm-hmm. Very true. Why float? Why float? Is the exact opposite. Muscles are more dense than fat, and they. Anyway, sleep. later in life, uh, <laughs> MI back at MI six headquarters, M is writing Bond's uh, obituary, and we see that cute little porcelain bulldog statuette that she has on her desk. Uh, the next day, M goes to put some FaceTime in with Ray Fines, the new chairman of uh, intelligence. He uh, he's, he plays a character named Mallory. 
Uh, turns out the prime minister is concerned about the list of agents they lost. The drive contained the identity of every NATO agent embedded in a terrorist operation. You fucked Classic up. Story. You're being forced to retire. Maybe you don't have that drive. You know what I mean? I think we – wasn't that the same thing that happened in – The knock list. Yeah, the knock – exactly. Yeah. Just don't have it. I swear yeah. to God, I like – as soon as they mentioned – I just thought – I hope they call it a knock list because it's the coolest sounding thing in the world. The knock list does sound way cooler. <laughs> and then, uh, so he's basically like, you got to retire. You, you've had a great run. You should leave with dignity. And she says, oh, to hell with dignity. I'll leave when the job's done. Fuck yeah. She does. Good foreshadowing. She On the way does. back uh, to MI6, Tanner gets a call that someone is trying to decrypt the drive. He triangulates the signal and spots it coming from M's, uh, the MI6 office, uh, namely M's computer. And she's like, what the fuck? And then when they, uh, when they, try to shut it down a really creepy message comes on the screen like it's a 1990s website that says think on your sins um for some reason i spent i spelled sins with three n's Great. i don't know why just way <laughs> cooler i guess uh when they get oh, close yeah. to the mi6 that's, that's it way cooler. that's it yeah when they get when they get close to the mi6 office <laughs> uh it explodes uh we catch up with bond of course after that and he's super depressed he spends most of his days in a beach hut banging some of the local talent and drinking heineken so we're like wow i mean on the one hand, life's great. But on the other hand, all you oh, got is Heineken to drink. Huh? I mean, do you man. think she's definitely like a, <laughs> a- yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the scorpion, the scorpion shot thing. Oh, scary. That was really, cool. That was really cool. I liked it a lot. I, I like that. Lot. He just doesn't give a fuck at all. And then, of course, the next day. I love this. I love how this scene plays out because it's super energetic. It's all this chaos and, and, and commotion. And then it cuts, and he's still at the bar as the sun's kind of coming up. And he just hands the guy some money and takes another bottle. And he's the only person there. Um, and I think that's really cool. And, of course, he sees um, the 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 newscast, Wolf Blitzer, talking about how MI6 was hit by a major terror attack. And he's all like, no, not in my house. Not in my house. Well, but I was fine with everything stories. Be, but I'm coming back. I'm coming how many, back. How many other spy movies... Franchise, do you think Wolf Blitzer's going to insert himself into? Everyone. I mean, they're just... He's in in Fallout. He's in Skyfall. What, Fast and Furious next? himself into things. I think they ask him because he's a legit... I think he brute forces his way out of the set. He's like, hey, uh, how my agent call Mission Impossible people? Tell him I'm in the next movie or they're not happy. It's not happening. I think think he just shows up to set and Sam Mendes is like, God damn it, Wolf Blitzer's here again. What do we do? He just keeps coming back, and Deacon's we gotta like, let him, put him in the movie. Yeah, just put him in the fucking movie. Anyway, uh, we get a really cool shot of M standing behind the coffins of her dead compatriots, uh, and then she's like, "I'm gonna find whoever did this." But of course, when she goes home, who does she find? Him, James Bond, waiting and waiting go. there for her. And she goes, "Where the hell have you she been?" Told him not to do that. She told him to stop. I like that. Also, by the way, they've ditched her super highfalutin, modern ass flat. And they gave her just a traditional London house that she probably would live in. Like the other one, I always felt I was like, why the fuck does she live in this dope ass place? She's in this like Playboy fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's weird. In her I love this line. Fuck on. It's true. I love the line she has here where she goes, "Where the hell have you been?" Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, oh, you're back from the dead. No, where the fuck have you been? Like, yeah, you've been alive this entire mother. time. Yeah, where? Why have you not come back? Um, and he says, "Enjoying death." 007 reporting for duty. Um. And he's like, what was that? You said, take the shot. And she goes, I made a judgment call. What did you expect? A fucking apology? Like, basically, I'm not going to apologize to you. <laughs> it's so ruthless, It's so man. brutal. 
Like you know I, the rules of the game. You've been playing it long enough. Is what it, it's it's so funny where it's like, I, honestly, I think that I, I love where M ends up in this movie, but I feel like they went a little too far with her character, with how she is with, with Bond. And I get that that's the point of this movie. Mm-hmm. It just comes off as really like, no fucking way. Like, we can't have this like, oh, it, it's my mom. But your mom is not going to do that. Is not going to do ninety percent of the things that that she does in this. Yeah, yeah like, she has <clears throat> I, I think I think they. It reminds you a lot of like Walt and Jesse in Breaking Bad. Like, the, the, there's they're always sort of at ends, but at the end of the day, it's like nothing but it's family, honestly, with them. But uh, and they they further try to sort of show that uh, they further try to show that when um in the interrogation scene or not the interrogation scene but the questioning the psychiatric evaluation. Mm-hmm evaluation where he's like m and he's like bitch or whatever yeah it's just like okay guys so you're kind of driving the point home that they're they've got friction we get it we've mm-hmm. seen the movie but i think i think the importance of this though is that we needed to see how she treats her agents because it needs to back up how she treated silva um and the reason she does it is because you have to be tough you have to you have to make these tough judgment calls and then when we see what she had to do with him it kind of makes more sense. This is just a little bit of setup here showing that she has compassion, but only to a certain point, And the job is always more important. Um, and that's exactly what what caused the rift with her and Silva to begin with was that she was willing to sacrifice him for the greater good. Um, anyway, they, they have a great back and forth here where he's like, you know, I'm fine. I'm coming back to work. She's like, cool, you're going to have to pass all the physical tests and shit. I'm not giving you a fucking pass. And then she does anyway. And then he goes, well, I'll, I'll I got to go to my flat. She goes, no, we sold that shit because you were dead. Um, and he's like, well, did you really think I was dead? Did, would you have to do that? She's like, I'm just being a dick to you right now. And then uh, he goes, well, I guess I'll find a hotel. And she goes, well, you're bloody well not sleeping here. And it's like, I get it, mom. You don't you want hate back. Me. You're mad. You're disappointed. We get it. I get it. Anyway, Bond reports the next day to the new cool underground MI6. And Tanner tells him uh, what, what's all going on. They hacked into M's computer um, so that she could see But they, they didn't want to kill her. They just wanted her to see the carnage. And so we've gone to this cool underground bunker where the computer is super standalone and no one can hack into it. And it's important that I beat you over the head with this because <laughs> it's going to come back later in fucking spades. Um, and then they show him just doing pull-ups and I get a little bit hard, but I don't write that into the script, but I'll tell you guys this right now. Um, and then because of the bullet in his shoulder, he can't do anymore. And Tanner's like, do you want to take a break? And he's like, yeah, I think I'll take a break. And then he crumbles down, of course, because he has in fact lost a step. Uh, then he goes in for a psych evaluation. And it's that cool scene we were talking about where there's like, we're going to start with some word association. And then he goes, gun, shot, heart, target, bird, sky, M, bitch. And you're like, damn, whoa, badass. And then she goes, and then she goes, S, and he goes, Oh, it's it's a symbol for hope. It's like a river running through. (laughs) I knew it. I fucking knew it. It's like a river running through. (laughs) It's like a okay. Uh, Was I imagining, or did they say Skyfall is the last one? And he, he they did say Skyfall. So when they get to Skyfall, he loses his shit and leaves. Um, and then you're like, Whoa, what does Skyfall mean? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a mission. Mm-hmm. That like one of the big missions that he had failed or something like that. So when I watched this originally, I was like, oh, this is cool. What I is thought it was an organization. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Uh, later that night, he takes a long, hard look at himself in the mirror. And he goes, maybe I shouldn't have left that nice, cozy beach. I could always go back. That girl's probably still waiting for me. Nah, fuck it. Let me just take a, a knife and dig shards of a bullet out of my oh. own shoulder. Jesus. Why not? Why not? Well, why didn't he do that a long time ago? Guys, we've all done it. You, you leave it in there for like a keepsake. You're going to le- need it uh, later. I- I had to cover him. I had to like. I I just got my hand and just kind of like. Oh, I don't want to. What's going on? Luckily, they cut away pretty quickly. 
They did. Uh, so the next day, of course, he takes that over to Tanner and he says, have the boys in Q Branch analyze this. And it's for her eyes only, for, for um, M's eyes only. Money Penny comes to bring him into M's office the next day. and uh, But she's been reassigned to desk duty because she killed the last 007. Uh, now she's assisting uh, Mallory, Gareth Mallory, in the transition. Then she'll be back to the field. And Bond's like, yeah, fucking right. Not if I have anything to do about Not it. Not on my you watch. shoot like shit. You can't fucking... <laughs> Can you it's, pretty, it's a sad scene man. right now, you fucking blind bastard. Um, I thought they did a really good job show with like the <clears throat> semi montage of seeing him do the training things and just failing yeah. so bad. Like well, the, we have that all the shots and stuff. Like it's yeah, it's really cool. And I think that Daniel Craig did a really good job of acting that whole scene out. Yeah, acting as somebody that has lost a step. They they are the superstar past their prime, you know. And I think he did a really good job showing that. Um, they have a great little back and forth here to back up their chemistry where she says, he goes, in your defense, a moving target is harder to hit. And she goes, well, then you better keep moving. And it's like, damn, just get it on. Just you fuck. Know? Just get it right now. Fuck, guys, come on. Yeah. Go to the ADA compliant bathroom and just wax each other. Anyway. Uh, things you say. <laughs> You're gross. Bond walks like, in. It's just Bond gross because it's like this old dude saying shit. You're like, Ugh. Oh, get in there. Uh, then Bond goes up to M's cool new office and of course and has a little quip about her new her bulldog and he's like oh that fucking thing's still here and he meets Mallory uh, and it turns out Bond's passed all of his tests not really M is just lying uh, but Mallory questions whether or not Bond has lost a step and I love that he's like there's no shame in saying you've lost a step old man the only shame is that is is uh, saying it too late it's a young man's game and but Bond's like listen fucking hire me or fire me that's up to you but I got a job to do right now and I still look good in this fucking suit. And look I'm gonna at get me. shirtless in five minutes. And I Nick's look incredible. Erect. <laughs> Great. Anyway, uh, Great. They, they put him back on duty, and Tanner Tanner analyzes the shell fragments. And apparently, these I guess you know if you're going to be a terrorist, you got to use the most hard to get uranium tipped bullet imaginable, so people can immediately trace it back to you. That's what we've learned from these last three movies. Is if you're going to use any tool, make sure it's not just a tool. You can get away with it, job. Make sure people know it's you, uh, just like you know any any assassin from a comic book movie. That, um, that was his calling card, right? Because like they were like, oh, there's only a couple people who use these bullets, and uh, any of them look for. Oh, it's that guy. All right, cool. Like that must have been his choice to be like, I'm going to use. <laughs> I have to assume so. To me, there's a lot of listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna slowly get to some parallels between this movie and another uh, classic movie. Home Alone. And this is the first parallel where this is just the wet bandits. Do you see what I'm saying? There are a lot of parallels that you're nailing. Super a lot of parallels. And by the by the time, by the way, when we get into the third act, don't think I don't have a lot of fucking home alone quotes ready for your ass, you assholes. Okay, I got a lot of them now. Now I see where you're coming from. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You fucking are you you thirsty for more, Tim? Tim, did you not make this connection earlier? Just what the do you sky, mean? like once they get well, to the yeah, house, to the sure. House, yeah. The rest of the movie, I don't see a parallel. I'm it's excited. essentially a ripoff of Home Alone. <laughs> show one and two. He's making some solid points. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, Kevin, look at your ally. Look at your ally. Yeah, like <laughs> I hate this. I hate all this my all allies. So much, We're all in it together, the wor- guys. The wor- the wor- the st- when the stars align and it goes pitch black, that's when the monsters come out, and that's when me and Kevin are on the same page. Anyway, uh, they head up the CIA and Intel is that Patrice is going to be in Shanghai in two days. So Bond uh, is to find out who he works for uh, and who has the list and then terminate his ass for Ronson. I fucking love that line. She goes, and then terminate him for Ronson. And Bond's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking ice this guy. I Uh, I also feel like, hey, with Ronson, I could have put pressure there and then Moneypenny could have followed. 
for a little while, and then I could have met him up afterwards, you know? Again, we've already established Monty Penny. didn't have to die. Money Penny is the equivalent to a brand new Uber driver who just doesn't know how any of this works. She's just like, I think, like, you know when you walk out for your Uber and it's five fucking blocks up there and you're like, come back here and nothing happens? That's Money Penny. Then you Remember end up the, walking over there and it smells like smoke and some sort of fucking cheap car freshener. Remember like, the uh, all the cigarette smoke. Remember the Uber driver who <laughs> told you and suggested to like uh, just advice on how to call an Uber? <laughs> Remember that guy in yeah, LA? He's like, here's what you want to do next time you call an Uber. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude, fuck you. You're like, I've used it before. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's see. M tells Bond before he leaves to meet up with Q to get some gear. So Bond goes to the museum where he meets Q. And I got to be honest. I don't I don't love the inclusion of Q in this. Again, I think this is another one of those instances where I'm like, we didn't really need this character to be in this. I thought to give him tech. That, man. I thought it was great. I, I love this this actor. I love his performance for this and I love his place in this world. I feel like we need more of that type of character because I feel like at some point it just becomes a lot of like these old British people. And I yeah, like I, having I some, some I, young British people to like I, at least change the type of dialogue happening. I totally agree. But again, while watching it, I just couldn't help but think, God, I wish this was Simon Pegg. Like, I, I wish it was. <laughs> there, were, there were some moments of that sort of uh, of that sort of young, naive nature. And, and some of it was comical. But for the most part, I just wanted it to be witty Simon Pegg, who's way in over his head and should not and doesn't belong here in this situation, you know? Does Kevin know we're still shooting a show or uh, he probably got up to get something like I, I got up to get a, a Zyrtec a little while ago. Oh, smart. I dude, I had to take like three of those yesterday. I was having a massive allergy attack. I'm getting itchy right here. I don't know why. And it's probably because you're indoors still. Maybe go out and shower. I didn't go out yesterday. Yeah, I haven't go out and shower. <laughs> yeah, have you thought about showering? Uh, anyway, uh, they start comparing dicks, and I do, I do like this back and forth where he says, "I can do more damage on my laptop sitting in my pajamas before my morning cup of tea than you can in a, a whole year in the field." And he goes, then why do you need me? He goes, because every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. And then Bond goes, or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. And you're like, dude, dude. fuck yeah. Your computer is cool, but I'll fuck you up right now. I told told Nick that. I told Nick that when Tim and Nick were trying to hire me. Mm -hmm. I was like, guys, I can do more damage in my pajamas and shit. And And Nick Nick was like, send me a pic. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go. And then Tim was like, Andy, a job interview where you wear your pajamas to is not the right not the right place for that. <laughs> anyway, he gives Bond a Walther PPK with a sensor in the grip that's encoded to his palm print. And he also gives him a cool little radio transmitter that looks like a mini radio that you would get. You know what it reminds me of is like when they make cereal and then they make the smaller version of it. It's so like frosted, like like wheats and then mini wheats. It looked like a little mini wheat. Hmm. We're like, why does this have to be so small? Like, could it be? Does it have a, it has a little antenna? Why? Why does it have an it antenna? Looked like, so it looked cute. like just a novelty bullshit thing you buy at Radio Shack that right. you buy for four bucks and the batteries die within the day. Um, for sure. Anyway, so Bond heads over to Shanghai where he takes a moment to go for a quick swim and then lets all of us just stare just at his watch. triceps. Let's just see a while. Happen, you know, he just but there's the shot of him from behind and it's just like, what are Fuck. those muscles? What is they're, that? They're called triceps, Tim. And I, none oh of us have God. them. That, that we don't have them. He is. Yeah. Uh, oh, do we? Uh, Absong? I, mean, I, mean, I mean, do you want to do the Were they born? Born in lives. Now it's time to rank those abs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rank Those Abs. And of course, we're just doing uh, the Daniel Craig Bond movie. So it's pretty much going to be just ranking Daniel Craig over and over again. But I'll be honest. I think he looks. I think he looks better than he looked in Quantum in this. 
but not quite as good as he looked in Casino right I now. mean, hey, Andy, what do you think? You can never I, look as good as those Speedos. Here's the Fuck. thing. Like, uh, it, it was something about this shot, something about the lighting, the composition of, of where he was in frame, where it's, it's the ideal torso. Like, I... I that's how I want my torso <laughs> to look. Like, oh, when I think back at, you know, we've done MCU in review. We've done all these movies and reviews where there's always these uh, handsome, muscular men on camera, shirtless usually. And and it's like, I don't want to be Thor jacked. I don't want to be Captain America jacked. I want to be Daniel Craig jacked, where it's a little bit slimmer. It's a smaller frame, but it's still huge and gorgeous. Loved it. You know why? Because he looks good in a suit. And you're like, oh, that guy looks fit. And then when he takes his shirt off, you're like, what the Whoa, fuck happened yeah. to you? Yeah. That's the kind of wow I want to have. Yeah, like there's this, there's the scene later where Money Penny, which we don't know it's Money Penny yet, but she shows up at his little like hotel or whatever. Uh, or not hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he answers the door shirtless. It's like, God, I would love to be able to answer the door shirtless. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that sounds rad. Can no, you imagine I answer, answering I answer the door shirtless? I do it all the time, but it does not have the same effect. Sure, yeah. I'll be like, is that, is that a package for me, Mr. FedEx employee? And they're like, please, sir. The Uber Eats guy's like, I'm <laughs> trying to shirt. social distance. Please. Back on. <laughs> I don't want to touch you. So much of you. <laughs> so much of you. Anyway, uh, back into the plot. Bond uh, gets a message that Patrice is going to be at the airport. So when he gets there, we have a cool shot of Bond, like dressed as like a just hiding in plain sight, dressed as a uh, chauffeur. Um, and he tails Patrice from the airport to an office building and then does that cool thing that Tom Cruise did in Mission Impossible Fallout where he jumps onto the bottom of the elevator and just rides it up. But unlike um, Tom Cruise, who apparently just is infallible, uh, Daniel Craig, he, he has that moment where one of his hands slips for a second. He's like, shit, Dude, I don't know if I can do this or not. And it's kind of scary. The tension in that scene, I feel like, was really well done where I was like, oh, shit, this guy's going to fucking fall. Yeah, it was yeah. really yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, and then he goes story. up into the most confusing office layout I've ever seen in my entire life. And Tim, follow me on this one. Let's Stick go. with me on this. Everybody one. close your eyes. Everyone close your Everyone eyes. eyes. Tim, do you remember Internet Explorers a long time ago when we watched a clip where a woman kept walking into glass of a racquetball court? She just yeah. kept thinking yeah. it was the door and mm -hmm. kept walking into glass. I imagine that's how every single employee of this office does, like it operates every day, where they just Here's can't the stop walking into glass. I feel like in the daytime it wouldn't be as confusing. It's I just agree. that when it's when it's all dark and there's just crazy like LED lights everywhere. Yeah, yeah. that's where it gets a little bit confusing. And I this can, reminds I can see me of uh, what you're talking about. It all reminds me of a uh, John Wick three. Uh, it does, or, or maybe yeah, two. It does. What? Yeah. Oh, one of I forgot which ones. But anyway, yeah, uh, I feel I agree with you, Tim. I think during the daytime this would be a little bit easier to notice the door handles and what uh, what are doors, but. Of course, Roger Deakins is like, nah, bro, we need gorgeous light and beautiful reflections. This is going to be the coolest looking shot ever. And it was. It was better for it. Oh, man. Um, and this whole fight scene, too. Like, I love it. Reminds me a lot of the the physicality that we see in like Winter Soldier type hand to hand combat. Yeah, it's very well done. Um, of course, the guy kills a dude uh, in the hotel room across the way who was looking at a painting with a cool then, gun. Why did he with a really cool, with gun. A really cool gun? Why did he yeah. kill him though? Yeah. Like, why did that's uh, a, Bond, that was his job? But I know, but why did Bond? Sorry, uh, why did Bond? Like, I, I feel like Bond should have stopped him a little bit, right? Bond doesn't give a fuck about that guy. Who's that guy? Another bad guy buying a fucking millionaire bad guy. You're right. Guys. You're right. He was looking at art. Weird to me. He well, was his job at art because his job isn't to stop the guy from killing the other guy. It's just it's to interrogate him. So he was waiting for the right moment. But I also feel um, like the right moment is before he shoots and gets the attention of everyone in that building. You know, 
specifically the attention of uh, Severine, I think is the name of yeah. the character, who just yeah. kind of looks back and is like, cool. He just gives a little wave, like, hey. No, but hey. I thought hey. I thought I thought they were I thought that was the point. I thought they she, were it five. was the point. It was the point. Yeah. She, was, she knew that he was going to it's like she had hired him basically to kill the guy. And yeah, was, I, she, I think she lured him into the room so that he could be in place for the guy to be killed. But when oh, I first watched way, that... it, I was like, wow, she is not bothered by this at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, apparently in in Shanghai, people are just getting killed left and right. Nobody cares. That gun was so modular looking, though. It looked it was cool. Really like, cool. Very bossy, yeah, like, too. Yeah, like it was just straight out of a, a suitcase, and all the pieces were kind of put together. It looked awesome. Yeah, looked the sound awesome. design in this movie, I think, is is really rad. And this scene specifically, when he like cuts the hole in the glass, and you immediately hear the difference in the wind. Yeah, oh, so cool. Yeah. That's very well done. And also the, it, with the score in this one, they went back to what they did in Casino Royale, where throughout the movie they actually have hints of the skyfall in the score. Mm-hmm. So cool. Oh, it's great. Um, I do love, of course, we talked about that shot that where they're fighting and it's all silhouetted with the LED behind them. So cool. And then but and you know, for a shot that clearly was green screened, they it gives me the the butthole pucker moment where he flips him over and then has to stop him from falling. And he's just, yeah, just <laughs> who do you work for? My butthole just goes, no, he's gonna yeah. fall. And then he just the guy slips and he just goes, Oh, I feel like they show him fall a lot longer than I expected them. Yeah, it's it's the super violent uh, him hitting a thing in the middle, bouncing a little bit, and it's like, oh man, that guy is a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Titanic slash Darth Ball person falling from a thing, and you see the kind of body. Andy, uh, do you think in in No Time to Die we'll see Patrice come back with mechanical legs? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. And then he sits there. That he pops up only at the end of the movie, though. He yeah. takes the, he pulls the gun out again and just kind of waves it in front remember, of the camera. Remember this modular gun? Yeah, <laughs> I got this cool gun. <laughs> We're uh, such we'll, fucking we'll... assholes. <laughs> No, it's such just assholes. you. It's you. <laughs> no, Andy was where the stars align on that one. Pitch black. Uh, one one thing that, like, uh, I don't know, we, we, we haven't really talked that much about, but I, I really feel like the visuals were subpar in a lot of this movie where there's, like, okay. several shots. The visuals. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The visuals, like, when We just the, think you're fucking crazy. <laughs> well, when the, um, what, what is it, the, the explosion happens at the, the like, MI6 office. Yeah. Oh, you mean the the, the visual effect? Oh, yeah. Oh. Sorry, the visual effects. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The visual God. effects. So, yeah. My yeah. Best. So I will. I'll back that up because I I have a couple moments. Like I didn't think the scorpion looked good. I think the Komodo dragons. The Komodo dragons. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This scorpion was real. Bandicoot. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> so so the Komodo yeah, dragons look like a goddamn joke. The Komodo They're dragon really looks pretty bad, but I'll tell you what also looked really really bad. Um, was especially like when you're watching Money on the, Penny's on the, driving on a big TV. Damn, bro. Whoa. That was good. Okay, Whoa. Nick. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to so say the... Uh, I don't understand. When they, when they finally get to Javier Bardem's sort of uh, uh, island or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. like all the buildings there are just totally all CG, and yeah. it's yeah. like, Ugh, this doesn't look great. Yeah. Either way, though. Um, back to it, though. So Bond, of course, uh, picks picks through the guy's briefcase and finds a cool like uh, token or a chip from the, a Macau casino, and he's like, this must be how this guy's getting paid. I'll figure this out. Then he goes back to his shanty uh, and gets a knock on the door, and when he answers, who is it? Money Penny. And he's like, I don't trust Make you to sh- fucking sh- deliver my penny. food at this point, but I'll trust you to shave me with something called a cutthroat razor, so which I think in America razor. we just call a straight razor, yeah. but they call it a cutthroat razor, and that's cool. And then I saw another uh, piece of trivia when I was watching this, uh, that said that cut, the sales of cutthroat razors in the UK went up like 400% after the sure. scene. Remember when like, Kevin had one and then cut himself? <laughs> I First of all, first of all, I still have it. Second of all, I can't get someone to sharpen it correctly because they just don't have 
good sharpening places for straight razors in the gotcha, Bay Area. Kevin. Yeah, not super available. It's hard for those businesses to thrive here. Right? Yeah. Third, yeah, my my thirdly, local straight razor shop just went out of business, sadly. I mean, so. you, you're joking about it, but Art of Shaving went out of business. You know? <laughs> like, it, it, like, they closed their downtown location. So, you need the outfit, put a fucking bullet in their head. Uh, and then the third thing is, uh, yeah, I mean, I, when I first got it, I went and I was cleaning it. And I was a little distracted, looked away, cut my pinky in half. I, it's fine, though. I fixed it myself. You can't it's even fine. see. Look, look, Proud of you, Cap. You see a scar there? It, it's tiny. You. It's not even that bad. I'll tell you what, man. I, like, before I die, and it might be due to this, I just want a hot woman holding a blade up to my face. Like, <laughs> it just seems great. I mean, Andy, it you're flexible in the hot woman part. I could do it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Touche, Kev. You, you walked right well into played. that one, Andy. You well played. Right one. Uh, Money Penny, of course, is there not just to shave him, but she's also kind of spying on him because now she works for Mallory. And Bond kind of is like, I, I know what you're doing here, but you know what? I'm having a good time, so go keep shaving. Uh, and then it turns out she's like, you know, you've misjudged Mallory. He goes, I know that he was a soldier. I was just giving him shit because I don't like authority. Uh, she shaves him, and then she goes, fine, now, now you're better. Now you're back. And then we see a shot of Bond finally back to real bond status wearing a dope ass tuxedo and he's just on a boat to the world's coolest casino in the middle of the bay in macau and it's fucking rad and he looks so good and this is where the skyfall score comes in yeah those dragons dragons on the water with the lanterns around it it, that was insane do you think the only way in is via mini boat yeah, dude. I, yeah, because awesome. the casino itself was in the bay. The whole thing, like, if you look at it, the whole thing's surrounded by like a walkway. Do you think but it's in a order real place? to, I don't know. I I don't think so. I think Have this is all... probably CG, it but it's cool yes, if it is. Have you all ever watched uh like porno where yes. like people are banging in the in the club and you're like, does that ever happen? Where does that ever happen? You have that sort of like like is this even a real sort of thing? This it's the same way I feel about places like this, like destinations mm-hmm. like this, where I'm like. I can't even fathom seeing something like this in real life. Dude, it's fucking real. When I went to Bali, it's like the, that's kind of it's like a tourism thing. So it's like they have these kind of like big events, like these, these spaces where it's Got like it. that's it's kind of like, you know, in L.A. There's the, like, wait, the wait, Instagram. What, what happened when you went to Bali? Did you fuck in a club? You went to, to places that were like this. People were just fucking? No, Why didn't you tell clubs. me? No, the oh, casino. No, the casino. Oh, sorry. Kevin and I heard fuck clubs and we didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm now looking up fuck clubs. Today. I was like, Kevin, look up a, a fucking local fuck club. Let's go shape some people. Like it's, it's when when we were watching this, Gio was like, "Oh my god, this looks like a cl- not a club, like a, a lounge that we went to Got it. when we were in Bali." It's just like, yeah, the, they totally exist, and it's fucking cool. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, he walks in, um, and we get a cool shot where Muddy Penny's there too, and they shot over earpiece. And as they're walking, they they pass each other, and it's cool sound design there where you hear her go from radio to like real life, and then back yeah, to radio. And that's really fun. Uh, Bond, of course, cashes in the chip and they give him a briefcase and some complimentary chips. Uh, the briefcase is full of like four million dollars. At that point, I'd be like, do I really want to finish this mission? You know what right. I mean? Like, I got four million dollars. Maybe run I'll just away. go back to that beach hut and just keep banging my way through local talent and then just wait. And then another crop will come up and of age. It'll be fine. Don't touch your so, ear. Don't touch your ear is after, what he tells me. After, yeah, he does say he has that one, though. He's like, don't touch your ear. It's a cool little homage to Casino Royale. After a little research, uh, the, the casino exists, but it's nothing like what we're seeing here. That's unfortunate. Um, I didn't like the whole chip thing. It, it felt you... a little too convenient plot to me where it's like, oh, okay, we needed something to get you to the next place. 
So it's like when a little video gaming when he finds the chip. Yeah, yeah. It, felt, it feels like a bad Uncharted moment, not a good one. Great I'll say this though. though, you know, what I, mean? I untraceable. Say, it's true. You won't even know. That's how that Kevin and I have been funneling money through cas- through casinos for years. years. You wow. guys are yeah. none the wiser. And by funneling money, I mean every time I go to a casino, I bet <laughs> money and I fucking lose. I'm in debt. We <laughs> lost a lot of our money, guys. The wrong Taking people are after me. Please keep asking us people on after Patreon. after Nick too. Oh man! Uh, of course, when he when he goes over, uh, he gets the money. He looks over and we see uh, Severin again, who's played by Bernice Marlowe. I think that's how you say her name. And man, she looks fucking fantastic in this. Dude, her dress. It's her dress from every angle is just. 10 out of 10. Really and I want to I want to give a shout out to her because this next scene, um, you know, she asks him to go for a drink and they sit down and she goes, I, I assume you're the you killed Patrice. And he's like, eh. Um, he's like, I, I killed him so I can meet his employer or I want to meet your employer. And then she has this moment where when he mentions meeting her employer, her hand shakes a second. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. It's just a very subtle like just the 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 mention of the person she works for like terrifies her but i think she plays this very very well where she's still suave and she's still like cunning but there's an underlying current of fear now from this point on and basically bond's like i want to meet him i can i know that you're those bodyguards behind you aren't really bodyguards they look like they're your controllers and you're being controlled and this whole thing let me meet your boss and i'll kill him and she goes maybe you can but probably not and she's like, she goes, what do you know about fear? And he goes, I know all there is to know about fear. She goes, we'll see. We'll see about that. Fear is um, about to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but, but she goes, listen, I'm going to leave. And then when I do leave, those bodyguards are going to kill you. But if they don't kill you, I'm leaving uh, to go meet my employer on a boat, like in a few hours. So maybe I'll see you there. Maybe I won't. Good luck fighting three dudes and two Komodo dragons. I fucking and- love this. This reminds me a lot of the scene we got in the last movie uh, with Felix, with the, the American guy, where he's just Lighter. like, you got, you got 30 seconds. This kind of feels like the more antagonistic version of that, and I, I was I was here for it. And they do fight, and then of course Money Penny has a little redemption moment where the guy's about to shoot him as he's climbing back up from the, bri- from the little pit, and Money Penny like stops the guy and kicks him in the fucking face, and she's like, "Sir, I did something." He goes, "Cool, now you can just go back to the desk." How just many go back you, to the desk? Why, why do you How? hate her so much? I he don't hates understand. her. He hates her so much, Kev. How many people here at this casino? Terrible. Are just like civilians on like None. these are all bad people. Like these are all bad people. Yeah, if you came in a little boat. If you you know no. the setup, you're a bad person. You know what I mean? But I got me and Gia were Kevin. just outside of frame. Because no. here's what I got to assume, Tim. This is yeah. not the this is not the Shanghai Club 33. This is like where bad people go yeah, to these do are bad, bad things. People moving I'm a lot of money guy. around. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, but exactly. like some, but some are bad people that don't really have ties to actual murder. They just have people murder for them, sort of yeah. thing. But like how but there had to have been a decent amount of really, people there. I think so sure, still makes sure, some yeah, really bad sure. people. You're right, you're right. But there had to have been people <laughs> there that were a little shocked by a fucking Komodo dragon eating a man. Like alive. <laughs> a but big it, man it didn't too. seem like anyone was like when they the commotion started, no one was phased. And when they fell over like when he climbs back up, no one's like, oh, staring on the side of the railing. You know yeah, what I mean? like where's the I other guy? Just, there was I another think guy. They just down kept there. walking around and were just like, yeah, man, sometimes people get into fist fights and fall if, in the Komodo pit. If you're at a zoo and That's somebody what calls into the yeah. gorilla cage, like it's a it's a spectacle. The news oh, comes yeah. over. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Zoo. But if you go to like some uh, like a drug dealer's house, like if he's got like a private island or something, true, and someone falls into his lion pit, we're all 
it's normal day. You get what you that's yeah. what you do what you're getting into. Kevin, this is my question for you. Do you think the Komodo dragon pit exists there to settle grievances? And then if someone dies, the Komodo dragons just kind of clean it up. You know, the funny thing, I don't I don't know that Komodo dragons are, are I think they're scavengers. Science, science, science with Kevin. I'm Kevin. I'm not Kevin. a zoologist. I can't even okay. point <laughs> that I'm a zoologist. And maybe okay. a Komodo. I mean, I feel like a Komodo dragon will attack you. And their big problem is that they have very dirty teeth. You know, yeah. Cause the stuff All the bacteria. A lot Tons of, of bacteria in their meat. teeth. They're so, big problem. So they'll be, <laughs> I think they might also have poisonous nails. <laughs> Like they have a grievance. But I'm not sure about that. <laughs> always like, us in the Komodo dragon God. community well, are tired of dirty teeth. Like, <laughs> get us a big, you. give us a big toothbrush for crying out. <laughs> they're, they're gonna bite you. They're not that big. They're gonna bite you, and you're gonna get a real bad infection. You're probably gonna lose that limb. Oh yeah. Just so you're gonna that, rip that's it off. That's the concern. So this guy yeah. probably not dead. Probably gonna lose a couple legs. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> a couple. Legs. Uh, as Bond tries, or Money Penny tries to give Bond back the money, and he goes, "Nah, go put it all on red." And you're like, "I hope she won, because that's like eight million dollars. That's, that's a lot amazing. of money." Yeah, that's a lot I of will say, yeah, I will say though that this scene, uh, the, just the whole Komodo dragon murder scene, really kind of turned me off, and it, it, it <laughs> <laughs> you're not I just on by people but, getting eaten by Komodo no, dragons. It was more of like it, it was too cartoony and weird. Yeah. Where, where it was so outlandish that, like, this Komodo dragon, like, the, the whole fight, everything, everything all about it, like, kind of really bummed me out. I was like, ah, oh, shit, this movie's gonna kind of take a turn for the worse, isn't it? And it and it ramped back up, yeah, luckily. It, it, but it I was really matter. worried. But yeah, this, this, that scene specifically, also, like, it, the way it ends with him kind of hopping on another Komodo dragon to grab the yeah, relic. Yeah, even worse. It's just like, oh, this 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 is such a, like, it feels like the, maybe not even the Pierce Brosnan, but it feels like a much older double. It feels seven. silly. Yeah, it was it, jumping definitely. the shark. It was jumping the shark. Yeah. Jumping the moto. Stepping yeah. on the moto, <laughs> that's it. Uh, back at the boat, of course, uh, a captain pops his head in and tells Severin it's time to cast off, and she gives him a look of disappointment uh, as she gives the order to go to go ahead and cast off. Um, and then later, she's like, damn, Bond didn't come through after all. Just another dude disappointing me. And then I guess I'll just get in a steamy, hot, sexy shower. And then Bond just takes it upon himself to come Not into okay, the shower. Bond. Not okay at this all. One, this, this, this one is a moment of like, okay, Bond, you are a a creepy motherfucker. That this is sexual harassment. This is yeah. bad. Well, I, You're mean, not it, gonna, it, I think this goes beyond harassment. Really this would be at assault. all, though. She just kind of seemed like that was business as normal. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's let's just put it this way, um, guys out there for listening. If you think a woman likes you, um, ask her for coffee first. Don't sneak into her shower. <laughs> yeah, naked. Yeah. <laughs> Naked, because that's <laughs> that's a surprise like you can't Craig. come back from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but uh, you know, you guys they have some back and forth, and I guess it makes it okay. Anyway, back in London, uh, M, <laughs> yeah. M, and Mallory watch the fallout on the news blender. Oh, I missed a, a point where um, I think uh, the first five names got leaked, and then people yeah. got killed and all that stuff. And and the prime minister wants M's head, and Mallory wants them to come out of the shadows and be accountable for their cock up. Uh, and the theme of old versus new is pressed again. Uh, as they approach the bad guys, Island Bond turns on the distress signal. So he puts a little radio on. He's like, I'm going to get this guy. And she goes, uh, he's, she's like, it's not too late to turn back. And Bond looks looks back behind him and all the guys have guns. And they literally like, comically cock the guns. And Bond's like, no, I think it's too late. I think it's, I think we've gone too far here. I got to yeah. keep it, moving it's forward. It's funny. As we were watching the movie, Paulo was like, 
wait, why, why isn't anyone like, there's other people on the boat. Like, why aren't they freaked out that he's there? And I was like, ah, that's a good question. And when they turn around we see that like, oh yeah. no, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I like and that. I like this because you get this weird foreboding sense that bond is there. Not like he doesn't have the upper hand, you know? I think when I watched this the first time, I'm like, this is too easy. She's leading him just into a trap. And then I'm sure shit, yes, they uh, they walk them through this town with their hands cuffed behind their backs. And we start seeing sort of like she gives us a little bit of backstory on who this bad guy is, who we still haven't been introduced to, by the way. Yeah. But she says, you know, he wanted this village. So he took the village. He convinced everyone that there was a chemical uh, uh, leak and that they were all going to die. And so overnight, they all just abandoned it. And now this is his home. And you're it's like, that's cool. some shit. It's That's awesome some lore. shit right there. I love this shit, dude. Dirty, though, you know? Yeah, but he just has maybe islands get, everywhere. Like, like maybe get a smaller island that you can keep up. It's just well, like, there was. I'll, I'll ask everywhere. you this. I thought I thought about you here, Kev, because this yeah. next scene they tie Bond to a chair in a server room, and all these servers are just exposed, and there's no there's no casing at all. Are they going? Where's get the cooling? Like, Where's the cool? Uh, yeah. the, like the don't they need a, a good ventilation Fans. system? It's, it's going to get hot in there. It's not realistic. It must yeah. be hot in there, dude. Holy it's, shit. It's going to be hot, Andy. Holy it's shit. It's real hot in there. Yeah. yeah. Of course yeah. it's hot. Those because... servers are melting for sure. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just how it's going to be. Speaking of hot, Nick Way, who should show up in the world's slowest moving elevator but Javier Bardem? That's right. Tiago Silva himself rides down the elevator and then slowly walks up to Bond as he tells Lady. the creepiest... Andy. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. Welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino. And yes, Javier Bardem was in fact wearing a wig. But surprisingly, I didn't have a problem with this because it's backed up later by the fact that half of his face is fake. Was he? What? Wearing a wig. I assume so. I got it. From my intel. A yeah. big deal was made by him deciding that he was going to dye his hair blonde. Oh, he just dyed it blonde? And he it wanted that to be his, de- his defining feature. I just think that he shouldn't have blonde hair. So that's why it looked so weird. Really? I mean, his eyebrows are blonde, too. It was weird. I thought the off-puttingness of it, was like, where it's like, this doesn't look like a normal person, made, well, it, think, like, made yeah. it more, like, it worked at making him a villain, you know? Yeah. Did, uh, yeah. wait, 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 hold on, Tim. So... Javier Bardem said that he dyed his hair, or the character said he dyed his hair. I think Javier Bardem, the actor, dyed his hair. The actor said that he he did that to make the character more of a villain to have that defining thing. No, yeah, I know. I just didn't know if they said that in the movie or not. So, like, I mean, uh, (laughs) there's a scene like, oh shit, your hair's blonde. Like, oh yeah, I dyed it. it. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I I don't think it was necessary. It looked really off. I thought it was a a wig straight up. The the eyebrows are definitely dyed as well. Um, Yeah, I straight up thought it was a wig. And obviously they were going for like the the Spaniard look because there's a lot of Spaniards and even like people from deep Mexico that are blonde hair, blue eyed, you know, and that's. Oh, dude, I have I have a uh, an old jujitsu instructor of mine named Tiago who is super blonde hair, blue eye. Yeah, he's in Brazil. So, yeah, it happens. Yeah. He's, and he looks fucking great with the shirt off. Anyway, uh, moving forward. This <laughs> <laughs> says there's moments where my brain starts working and part of it's like, stop there. No, Stop there right there. No, there isn't. This there. is the only information that they needed. <laughs> you don't need to give them the other piece of information that's going to turn them against you one day. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, this story that he tells, by the way, about his grandma getting rats to stop eating coconuts is terrifying to me. So good. Yeah. 
And of course, it's uh, the entire time it is a low key reference to uh, what M does to them, where she basically takes all these people, puts them in this horrible situation, and then whoever survives, they become the two killer rats that then go out and have a hunger for blood for for their own kind's blood. And I like I love that. Um, I gotta assume this was a one taker. Like I got. I mean, it was. He literally walks in and says it. Yeah, but like on the first try, he just nailed them. They're like, man, one take Bardem. Add it again. That was it. All right. Yeah. Fun so fact: good. I watched uh, Old School the other night, and uh, they called Luke Wilson one take Luke because he would do a lot of his shots in in, in one take. And everyone's huh. like, "Man, did you're really good at this?" Wait, and he's did like, you "Thanks." Watch, did you watch the commentary as well? I, I, <laughs> yeah. When, I was... No, when I put the when <laughs> I when I watch movies, I just have the IMDb trivia up. Oh, and I, oh. I like that too. I like doing And Danielle um, hates it wow. until my wife hates it until she goes, and then I tell her something that's actually she likes. She goes, "Oh, I like when you do this." Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I, for a long time, we used to do ads. We would record them with the, uh, what is that thing called? The teleprompter, teleprompter on there. And I would call Timmy to take Timmy because it always took him two it takes. It always took me two takes. Yeah, Damn. he'd fuck up the first one real bad. And real the second bad. one, he would just nail it. He would just Fucking nail it. It was wild really bad. Yeah. yeah. Proud and so everyone knows I'm on my phone. Troy Baker's texting me when Troy Baker texts you. Though. You answer. You oh, yeah. to. What's yeah, he up I'll to? tell you guys later. But okay, anyway, right. sorry I'm on my I thought phone. he was watching the show. Hey, tell Troy. him I said what's up, man. Tell him I said what's up, Troy. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the scene. Then we get this moment where Officer Silva's done. He tells you, you know, he was like, M was sent you off to die. She knew you were going to die and you have to hate her. And then he starts kind of flirting with Bond a little bit. And I fucking love it. I was it. like, Paula, I love it. Paula was love it. It's so good. Up. Paula was falling asleep. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you want to watch this next scene? Stuff's going to get real sexual. She's like, wait, what? And she goes, they make unnerving. He puts his hand on on Bond's legs, and he goes, "There's a first time for everything." And then Bond goes, "What makes you think this is my first time?" And I'm like, "Both of these guys fuck." You know what I mean? Like both of these guys fuck. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what or where. Doesn't matter. Like I'm into it all. Let's go, baby. It's it's also cool to see James Bond using that same charm that he kind of uses to take advantage of people. Uh, trying to do it against this guy. Yeah. It's just interesting well, to see that because we, we've never seen that role, like him doing that to a man, you know? Right. It was good. I love this whole scene. And then, of course, he said, he talks about, you know, the computers and all the cool things he can do with the computers. And Bond goes, everyone needs a hobby. And then he goes, what's yours? And Bond goes, resurrection. And I'm like, all right, let's move outside. All right. Uh, <laughs> then he takes Bond out back where he has Nick, Severin he, tied he up. He was dead, remember? Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. This movie, man. Uh, he takes Bond out to the back and they play a horrible game where Bond has to shoot a shot glass off of uh, Severin's head. Uh, this happens says, so fast. Like, they walk outside and I, I and like all the like, we're going to set the stakes up super fucking high until the helicopters come. Like, I feel that it probably plays out over five minutes, but it feels like it's 25 seconds. Of yeah. Just, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, well, she's it's gone. great action. What the yeah. fuck? He kills her, yeah. And then once, I yeah, the, once I love the uh, your lovers are here. I'm telling her that like it's just so it's he's creepy, so fucked up, man. So he was uh, doing out of spite because she had slept with him. I think she just was doing it out. Of, he just wanted to show Bond that everything a message disposable and that That's he's so got his shit on point and he doesn't really care about her at all. He just wanted to torture Bond. The whole thing is about turning Bond against M. Right, right, right. right. Um, and then once he realizes he's not going to do that, he just but it just like, seems, it, who cares? it just seems silly to to be like, hey, this woman doesn't care about like her workers, and then him do the exact same thing. You I know? mean, man, that's why you don't. That's why you don't gamble at that casino. Everyone's bad there. They're just using each other. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I do. At first, when I watched this, I was like, wow, they killed the Bond girl off like halfway through this movie. That's yeah. so weird that they did that. And it didn't occur to me until I think the second time that M I'm like, the oh, Bond girl. she's not the Bond girl. M is the Bond girl. Uh, M is yeah. the love of his life. And like M is the one that he has, you know, he he actually loves. Not and that's why I think this movie kind of the like moves girl. beyond the the other stuff of like quantum and stuff where it goes back to that casino thing where because uh, with James and uh, Vesper, it's like you believe in the relationship because it's a real relationship. And I think this works as well because it's not just like disposable. Oh, there'll be a new one next movie type thing. Like M will never be replaced. Not that M, you know, not in that way, not with that dynamic for sure. Um, and I, and I love that too. And I love also, um, I lost that point. I will just move on. Um, Let's see, Silva. Oh, okay. Of course, then you know Bond's like, "Wow, you fucking killed her." Now it's time for me to do a bunch of cool shit, and he kills everyone around him. And I'm like, Bond, why didn't you cool. do that three seconds earlier before he shot this this well, poor woman Silva who you said gun. you'd save? Silva had a gun. Yeah, uh, but so did only, all the other guys. That but had that was guns. the only guy that was a risk. You know, everyone else was kind of just. Space well, the other guys weren't double O agents or double exactly, seven agents exactly. at any point in their life. Dude, how cool was that sequence when he takes everyone down in like so badass? Like, what two seconds? Oh, it was really cool. Loved it. Um, pretty amazing. And then of course he goes, you know, uh, I've got the he calls in the cavalry and helicopters come out of fucking nowhere. Um, Timed it perfectly. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, and then he goes, uh, latest thing from Q Branch. It's called a radio because he was, you know, he was like, ha ha ha. You got all these cool computers, but I have this fucking old piece of technology that just this took you joke, down. This joke keeps going for way too long, you know. It really does. Where it's like, uh, I, I didn't like it. The, I didn't like it the first time. I don't know because later he does it back. He's like, well, it's called a radio. Click. I like that though. So it comes I think back that once. part is dope. Well, no, but I, I love the first that part. time when it was introduced, and he's like, it's the it's a radio, and it's like, wait. Hey man, comedy's best in threes. Uh, let's see. So then they they take uh, Silva into a glass cage that they, I think that it was the same place they held Magneto. Um, and then this is a great scene. And Loki. Can, <laughs> and like, Loki. Can we talk yeah. about the technology behind the doors? Like the there's the glass case, and there was glass doors in front of that, and they can turn into fog. Like they they. Oh, the frosted glass. They, yeah, they turn frosted glass into normal glass. Those are real. That's real. Yeah, no, Remember that's the hotel we had in London? Fucking rad. Yeah, the hotel in London. When we I went to know. RTX London. Oh but man, Kevin, kind of it was so cool. Like yeah. it, basically, like you could shower naked in front of your partner or whatever. Or if anybody's yeah, out could, there, you could do that. Or still. you just hit the you hit the fog button and it just and it just covers everything. It was so cool, man. So can cool. they still see your silhouette? So if you're beating it, they know. Yeah, they just so. like little wiener Christ. sticking up. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Audio listeners. <laughs> You gotta, nope, you gotta watch tell. that. Just don't that's know. just for that's just for us. Uh, they start interrogating him. And this scene, by the way, so that that was the other thing I was gonna say was like, you know, the 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 Silva character is kind of just almost a cookie cutter, deranged character, but because Javier Bardem is so good, you believe it, and you believe that he's been fucked over by M and he wants revenge, but it's kind of twisted him, and all the shit he's been through has kind of made him a little fucking nuts. Um, and I love this scene. This is the scene where he's like, wow, you're smaller than I remember. Look at you. You're so small. But her response now. is great, too, where she's like, and I'm sure you're bigger. Th- or What did she say? She's like, she's like I hardly remember you. Yeah. No, I thought she like, said, I, I'm Pull sure you remember yourself bigger or something like that. And this is great, too, because Silva talks about why he hates uh, M here, where she basically let him go. She cut him loose and he was tortured for five months before he just thought to myself, this is not these people's fault. The the person that put me in this was M. Um, And he goes, and then I I remembered my cyanide capsule, my molar. And I I tried to, 
swallow it, but it didn't work. And then he says, life clung to me like a disease. God damn. God, this is this so good, damn. dude. What a great That's a pick. great Bro, line. This, uh, what's his face? The, the name of this actor? He was such I a good pick. Such a good He's pick for this role. Phenomenal. Uh, if you want to see him in an even crazier role, go watch uh, No Country for Old Men, where he plays God the assassin damn. in that. And it's fucking terrifying. Not enough to um, just enough. That character was freaky with his bowl cut. He likes to do the hair thing. You know what I mean, Sam? Where he's like, yeah. I'll do a bowl cut. That's creepy. It's I'll like, yeah, it reminds me of it. Creepy hair. I will say, that. I will say that. And then, you know, obviously the, uh, the, the reveal happens with, uh, you know what cyanide does to you or whatever? Like, you know what it does? And he's or whatever. Yeah. And he's all fucked up. I, I thought, oh, this is going to come back. We're going to see him at the end with the fucked up face in like some crazy cool battle. And it didn't happen. I was kind of bummed out. I, I was fine with this, man. Uh, without not without knowing much about James Bond, just you know the Pierce Brosnan movies, kind of and Goldeneye the game. I thought when he did that, and he had the fucked up teeth. I was like, oh, is he Jaws? I don't know who Jaws is. I just know Jaws is a bad guy. <laughs> Jaws is He's a definitely not henchman. Jaws. No. Yeah. He's like a really tall, big henchman guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, out in the hallway, bon- M tells Bond her uh, Silva's real name. What really happened to him? Basically, he was operating outside of authority, and he started doing all sorts of crazy shit, like hacking the Chinese government. And then she was like, "We got to let this guy go." Um, and then when push came to shove, she gave him up and got five agents in return with a peaceful transition. She's like, "I'd do it again in a heartbeat." That guy's fucking nuts. Um, and Bond's like, "Damn, that does suck." And then uh, Bond and Q try and hack Silva's computer, but when they do, guess what, motherfuckers? Big surprise. This is what Silva wanted all along. He wanted to be captured because it was the only way to hack into their impenetrable standalone computer uh, that MI6 has in their new digs. Uh, This scene, by the way, is happening while M is going to this uh, intelligence committee hearing where she's getting her ass chewed out uh, for all the failures and the leak and all this stuff. Um, And then as all hell's breaking loose, Silva escapes and he's like, he starts doing stretches and like zips up. And the guy's like, are you going somewhere? And at this point, I'd be like, if this international terrorist that is terrifying started zipping up and preparing to leave, I'd be like, can we get like 40 more people in here? Because this dude's doing something. Yeah, we're going to need 40 <clears throat> people. Scary. I'm, I'm scared. And I have to imagine that this guy was trained at the same by the same person that trained Money Penny because he is a fucking waste of space and error and probably desi- deserved to die. It's all set. It seems a little extreme, but uh, I'm all set. It's your opinion. Anyway, uh, Bond realizes that Silva's going uh, going for M. He tells Q. He tells has Q tell Tanner to pull her out of the meeting. But Tanner, being the little fucking waste of life suck up that he is, just lets the old bat sit there and gets and just steams. She's he's like, hey, we gotta go, and she's like, fuck you. I'm mom's talking. Grandma's talking. I'll get you an ice cream later. And Tanner's like, okay. Yeah, Could have avoided. I feel like it was Tanner as much as she was like. Shut the fuck up, right? It's your job to protect this woman. You pull her out. Like no, you think that when the when, if a, if if someone if someone if, if a balloon pops in a rally and you're a senator and and a and a, and a secret service agent pulls you get down, down, you don't get, get to tell the guy to stop. It's his job to yeah. grab you and pull you down to the table. Have you seen in the line of fire? Great movie. That's exactly what I'm talking about right now. Oh, good. <laughs> Anyway, Bond chases Silva through the subway, and they both slide down that center rail of the escalator, and it looks really fun. Kevin really did want to do that. I, Daniel I, I Craig really did that stunt. I think I just think it's a little silly that uh, James Bond was the one that figured out the whole like the computers being hacked thing because he was like, "Oh, that word right there, that's a train station." I just thought that scene was like, "All right, cool. Now we figured it out." It's like the chip. I don't think they needed any of this. I yeah. think they could have just literally the second they plugged it in had everybody like now this is of course a character moment for Q who was super cocky about his abilities and then had to learn, oh shit, even I'm not 
infallible to all this stuff. Like this guy outsmarted me. So we did have that moment where he's like, shit, how did he get in? And then looks over and goes, oh, I let him in. Um, all the weird. This scene was long as fuck. With M. I didn't like any of it. Where it's just like it would randomly like they pull up the computer and it's Deep like M's scene. face like yeah. doing weird ass things like what the fuck uh, like uh uh-uh. you didn't like, say the magic word uh uh-uh. uh like, like do you have do you have like a, an Andy Park, out there that's doing the the graphic design for you I feel like he was like I'm really good at computers but I don't understand motion graphic work so he just he just Googled After Effects tutorials and this was the first one that came up and you know Andy you know when you do tutorials and they give you all the assets you need for it. And then oh, you yeah. end up using those in a different project and trying to tell your client that those are completely new. <laughs> I've never done that. No, I've never plagiarized work. No. Neither have I. Neither oh, have okay. I. Cool. Anyway, he gets the They chase each other and then he gets the beat on Silva until Silva fucking throws a subway train at him. And I'm like, whoa, that was cool. Like you knew we, that someone was gonna come after you. So you had awesome. that right? And I was like, that's pretty dope. Um then over at the hearing, Silva starts wait, wait, shooting. Real quick, brother. also, like, James, fucking shoot him while he's talking. He's, yeah, I don't he's, know why you would. In a ladder, you know his next step is going to be up or down. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. I love like that, but he goes, he move. shoots at him and stops him and then goes, the neck, if you move again, I'll kill you. And it's like, or this guy's already killed kill so many. Yeah. Just kill him. Yeah. yeah. I, I, love the, I love the idea of, like, uh, as soon as he missed those shots, I thought he was going to reference his shooting like scores or whatever. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mr. 40 out of 100. Take it easy, bro. <laughs> like, um, I do. Yeah, it is interesting because the whole, I think the reason he left him alive was because they wanted to get the drive from him. But that never really comes back as a plot beat, right? I mean, I guess maybe they got it from him on the island is, is what we're supposed to understand. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, we did miss an important part on the island where he tells that, that, that M's been lying to him and lied about his scores. And Bond's like, yeah, no shit. I can only do fucking four pull-ups. I knew I didn't pass those tests. What do you I liked all the tests. I thought it was cool. Yeah, me too. Like, like and making him, I'm saying that he cleared even though he didn't. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, but I cool. feel like She's they like, did reveal the that way. Like they revealed it when it happens. Like she has the conversation right with uh, Mallory, where she's like, yeah, he didn't. Or he was like, he didn't pass, and she's like, he's ready. If I'm saying he's ready, right? That- yeah, yeah. Basically, Tanner's like, I didn't know Bond passed. She's like, he fucking didn't pass. Oh, Tanner, Come on, that's on the same yeah. page. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, everything starts going crazy, and everyone bursts through, and. Everyone starts shooting, and then Mallory, of all people, jumps in front and, and uh, catches a bullet for M, pulls her down, and then Money Penny comes in and starts shooting. And every, all fucking all of a sudden, finally, she figured out how a gun works. The, the whole time she was pointing at herself, she's like, "I don't understand. Is this how it's supposed to go?" And I was like, "Don't pull the trigger, don't pull." And then finally, she was like, "Oh, I, get it. I, like, yeah. I understand how this works." He just went over Tim. Go to your desk and sit, Money Penny. You're not it field agents not cut out for everyone. You have we'll such a out. vendetta against her. And it's just like why? <laughs> I feel like it's a cool introduction and in like uh to to a character from, you know, historic 007 stuff that like makes sense and is is interesting. Instead, sure, if that, if that fucking character's whole point in life is to make you sandwiches and not save your life. I mean, she did save a bunch of people's lives right, right that's there, That's a good though. point. Yeah, that's a good know? point. I digress. All right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, every, all hell starts breaking loose. Everyone's shooting everyone. And then Bond comes in and gets the bright idea to shoot the uh, the fire extinguishers and make a smoke screen. And he just kind of walks in like, fuck you. Where everyone's hiding and he just walks in and starts blasting everyone. You're like, yeah, dude, why not? That's the way to do it. And fucking money penny. Take notes. And then uh, let's see. Bond grabs M and he takes her. Or actually, I'm sorry. As M's uh, leaving, Tanner puts her in the car and the car just takes off. And it's Bond driving. And she's like, are you kidnapping me? He's like, well, I guess in a manner of sorts. I got to get you off the grid. 
uh, we got to go old school. And she's like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they go and, to the uh, they go to the uh, island of Tamoa and they meet up with, oh my God. with the Rocks family. <laughs> <laughs> Literally to the point where it's like, do we still have the gun cabinet? And she goes, no, I gave all those guns away. And you're like, Mama. <laughs> no. I was like, who the hell was he? He was Mama. Because we get that scene later here too. I'm just kidding, Momo. Uh, so let's see. Bond's like, basically, listen, Silva's been a step of us, one step ahead of us the entire time. We need to change the game. And then M's like, oh, and I'm to be used as bait for this. And he goes, yeah. And she goes, all right, call him game because we got to kill this motherfucker. She's like, so, yeah. I get it. Like, I understand. I, I really enjoy that. Fair, whole Fair yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Bond, in order to go old school, because all the cars have trackers in them, gets the 1964 Aston Martin out that he won from the retirement home in Florida. And then we get that, like, as he pulls it off, we get the old school Bond theme. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking pretty cool. And then the, and the then, Bond theme continues to play as they drive. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, it's, fuck yeah, man. This is and so And she's hype. like, this is super uncomfortable. And he's like, yeah, I know. Shut up, mom. Shut up. I mean, you know how, like, your mom's like, you have to take me to the store. And you're like, fuck. So, and then you talk to your brother, like, who's taking him out of the store? You guys are fine. Y'all fucking take her. And then she yeah. complains the entire time about how you're taking her to the store. That's what this reminded me of. Totally. Yeah. I'm just totally. going to put it that way. Like, if you mom, if you didn't want me to take it a safe way, fucking take an Uber. You know what I mean? Don't criticize my driving. Anyway. A lot of, a lot of projecting from Nick in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they make. Wait, wait, real uh, quick. They, they, they added an ejector seat. Someone added an ejector seat mm-hmm. and machine guns to this car. But not a tracker, you know what I mean, guys? Kevin, we don't. You know we're I mean? not going to ask questions. I, I didn't about get the read car. that this is the same car from Casino Royale. How would I'm he have gotten sure. a new well, car? Yeah. Like they, I, they don't when, just. You can't just go and buy a fucking 1964 Aston Martin. Like this is a very. I think you might be able to do that. Cherry for like three hundred thousand dollars, maybe four hundred thousand I mean, dollars. Yeah. Money doesn't seem like an issue at all for any of these people. But I think I think it is the same. Why one. would you buy the exact same car you already have in order to put stuff in it? Nothing know. about this makes sense. This is my I I hate this part of this movie. I'm like, why the fuck? God, get the car. Great. Don't show the gadgets. All you didn't need to show the gadgets. It would have kept me in the reality of the world. This takes me completely out of the fucking reality. It's ungrounded. It's stupid. I'll say this. Oh, Andy from uh, from kind of funny. I was cool with it. Great. I thought this made this a better it. movie, even though it is weird compared to the other movies. I think that in this movie, it's cool. Either way, uh, Bond takes M to Skyfall, and we finally figure out what Skyfall is. And guess what, Tim? Is Skyfall a cool mission that he failed? No. Is it a piece of tech? No. Is it an agent? No. It's the place he grew up. It's his past, Tim. The uh, the initial part where they drive in and they show it, the statue of what? what There's an animal statue. It's a I think. deer, or like a, a, a buck. Yeah. Is Skyfall visible there, or was it only visible when no, I think it's Bardem under, and it's his a... and his crew rolling? Okay, no, I, didn't, I, think, I think you see it there. Yeah, because I didn't notice the statue shot. You see, it says Skyfall. Like, Got it. Know. Okay, I had only seen the statue there, and so I didn't know where they were going. And I guess I just didn't notice it because I was looking at what what animal so statue. At, or at that point, I was like, oh, it wasn't called Skyfall because when he fell, yeah, know, earlier, totally. I thought that's you know, like wow. I was like, no, oh, it's the name of the house. The theme, Just man. the name of the place where his parents were grisly murdered were by they? apparently maybe the gameskeeper. We don't know. We don't really understand how they, they died, but it they is died. <laughs> it is grisly set up. Like I just have to assume that that King Cade fucking murdered their asses. Um, of course, like, it is. Then we do get a little quip where where uh, M does confirm, in fact, that Bond is an orphan. And you're like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But they decided to go with that. Uh, now, his big plan here. 
And this is this is kind of where this movie. Wait, one, sorry, one more question about the orphan stuff. Sure. But like, was he raised by Kincaid after that? Like, he wasn't sent to like an. I think he was sent to a boarding school where oh, really? he had to basically was raised in in the educational basically Harry Potter. I, I felt like I felt like Kincaid it's had a relationship like a you know uncle relationship with him where he was like, remember when I tell you to shoot a gun? And then he was like, whoa, what have you been doing? Why are you shooting so well? Yeah, it's uh, I, it's it's unknown. We don't know quite how that happened, but we do know that Bond was probably in the system at some point, at least in boarding schools, because we have that moment from Vesper that he reacts to in Casino Royale, where she's like, "You wear a suit, but you wear it with disdain. You like you don't fit in that." Right, world. right, right. Um, uh, wait, actually, one more question that kind of came up. Uh, someone was mentioning that this is in Scotland. It uh, is in Scotland, which I, I have here, a, which is is that a, a really cool? What? No, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I like that it's in Scotland because it's a nice little nod to the fact that Sean Connery was okay. Scottish, which yeah, I thought was I thought. cool. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah uh, the original Bond was Scottish. And I, I will say this, though. Wherever the fuck this is, I don't know what part of Scotland this is. It's gorgeous. This The scenery here is fucking beautiful. ominous and beautiful and haunting. And I think I'll tell you what I hate, though. Great place. I'll tell you what I hate, though. Uh, and a lot of – whenever movies do this, the clearly this movie was shot at 1 p.m. in – in daylight but we got to make it look dark somehow i hate when movies do that and it's so obvious a transition between the actual night shots and the daytime shots where they just put like a crazy dark blue filter and everything and like bring down everything i yeah that shit annoys me <laughs> like yeah I ladies and gentlemen before we move on let me tell you about our sponsor me undies I'm wearing them right now. I'm wearing the socks. I'm wearing the undies. And underneath all this, I'm wearing a MeUndies shirt. Uh, there's a membership now, the undies membership. And they just send you the undies when you need them. You're constantly getting your new undies, and you're going to feel good. You're, the, Andy, are you wearing them right now? I'm not, unfortunately. And I knew I was having a bad day, Tim. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm having a great one. Good. What, what prints are you wearing? Oh, it's a little sushi ones. You got them sushis? Yeah, I love that. The, the blue the blue ones with the, the sushi, with the little cartoon sushis. I like that. Right I now don't I'm love eating sushi, purple. but I want those. Those sound great. Yeah. What did you just say? I don't eat sushi. Oh, I think you said you've never eaten sushi. And I'm like. No. But I would but I would enjoy those because they sound like they're. They're very soft. I'm they're adorable and they're soft. Uh, MeUndies are the softest undies to ever grace your nether regions. Uh, that's because they're made with micromodal. What the heck is that? It's a magical, sustainable, soft-as-heck fabric made from trees. Yes, trees. They make your bits feel like they're floating on a cloud. They're designed to be the softest thing you ever put in your body and offered in a range from, of sizes from extra small to 4XL. Uh, MeUndies don't just make undies like I was saying. They also make loungewear, t-shirts, socks, a whole bunch of stuff. I am MeUndies out and I... I'm living my best life. Amiandis has a great offer for you guys. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get your 50% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. They have little faces. They're so adorable. I love it. Yeah, I forgot to mention, they're all excited because they're about to get eaten. Yeah, they're really, really cute. They just want to get eaten. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm touching my socks right now, and even the socks have the mo- micromodal fabric. Oh, no. my so- I haven't done laundry yet. I have plenty of me undies that are- need to be back in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I just might did buy- laundry last I- night. I so might now. buy a new three-pack. I, 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 I think I only own five of them. So I have like I asked Paula if she could do the laundry so that I that can make I can make that work throughout the week. I think I have a week's worth of me undies, but I definitely and I thought, oh, I'll be good, but like I'm not washing my clothes once you, a week. Do you go it's, to the laundry it's, mat? 
Or do you have no, 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 I have a, I have a wash dry here. Well, it's so easy to do then, you know what I mean? It's so easy, Kev. It's so easy. Nick, where were we? Uh, we were at Skyfall, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Here's the big plan to fight this super advanced cyber terrorist organization with nearly endless resources and soldiers and money. Uh, their big plan is they're going to take M to Wayne Manor where thankfully groundskeeper fucking Willie is waiting for them with a double barrel shotgun and just his wits, you know? And I'm like, why would just the gameskeeper is just there with this is all this guy does all fucking day. He just, what does he do? He just is shoots he, some deer every once in a while. No, that works. Like he just, he's like, I don't know what a gameskeeper is. I, I said groundskeeper, <laughs> but, I, but I'm going to talk shit about it. <laughs> I think it's a groundskeeper, right? Well, I think I think it's the same. He said thing. it was the gameskeeper, but I think that's like the British version. Is that what yeah. it is? I, yeah. th- I think well. he he lives in probably <laughs> either a section of uh, that Skyfall, or he's got a little house near it, and he just takes care of the grounds. Well, either way, it's bullshit. This guy's old as fuck. <laughs> this guy's old as fuck. <laughs> he's just like, and Bond's like, listen, we got some fucking killing to do, and Kincaid's like, I'm in. Uh, you don't have to sell me on this, man. Yeah. I haven't seen you in 30 years. Let's kill and men. And you've come back with this old woman. <laughs> Let's, Let's fucking. I've been waiting to murder people. I yeah. haven't killed someone since I fucking murdered your parents. And oh, I, I'm itching for some that. blood on my tongue. Just changing the lore now. Changing the lore. I'm going to lick the blood off your fucking no. dead face. Okay. You're, you're, you're right there. You go a little further, you're going to go down <laughs> that slope. You don't want to go down, Nick. Yeah. And then Kincaid sort of flirts with M, and he's like, what's up? And she's like, I don't know. What's up? And he's like, what's up? You want to see my tunnel? And she's like, I hope that's a euphemism. <laughs> For, for your, your asshole. <laughs> or for your asshole. <laughs> Would you imagine if it was like, what is he ever said? And it just, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It really doesn't it, matter. You said it's so creepy with the line that he says like a little bit later when he's like, and then James went in there and he came out a man. <laughs> James went into my, t- James hid in my tunnel for two days. And when he came out, he was no longer a boy. He was a man. Jesus. Jesus. Fuck. Let's keep dark going, in there. And tight in hell. Anyway, we get some really quick backstory about Bond's parents dying, and then we start. Uh, and then they start setting booby tracks all over the fucking place, like it's goddamn Home Alone. And Tim, here's where it all comes back into play. You guys give up, or are you thirsty for more? I'm because thirsty. it's like it's just the same. I could just hear the music playing in the background, where he's like putting the hot thing on the fucking yeah. doorknob and all the crushed glass and the nail spike out of the thing, and it's like, wow, these guys are in for it. They're the most horrifying traps they put down, like the yeah. bags with a shotgun in the, the thing set up for like, all right, well, if I turn on the lights, they'll shotgun blast all these nails. Nails? And shit around. Yeah, God. And then they, they pull up a floor plank and they're like, well, we'll put a couple shotgun. Uh, what are they called? Terrifying. Shells. Shells down yeah. here. And it's like, I don't even know how that would work. Also, it's, I, that's the kind of thing where it's I'm afraid I'm gonna forget and be walking Word. around and be like, oh, I guess I don't have a knee anymore. My big question was once once the parents came home, who cleaned up the tar off of the fucking back steps? Like that shit's not easy to get off, you know? That's true. And then did the dad step on the nail too? Like, did you tell people there was a nail there? Do you think Macaulay Culkin just cleaned it all up before his parents got home? I don't understand. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, cops, this isn't weird the, science. Did the, you know? Did the cops get involved? With uh, Home Alone? Yeah. At the end, they yeah, but play I mean, today, I'm not, if I'm a cop, I'm not cleaning the stupid kid's fucking mess up. I'm like, learn for yourself, kid, or die. No, That's but I mean, it, like, the, really I'm works. sure the cops hung, out, hung on to Macaulay Culkin afterwards, right? Until the parents Yeah, got except there. for that one cop that tried to fuck in the front door and was like, his hands burned off forever. I digress. Let's, keep, let's go back to the plot. Um, 
as nightfall we have a nice little scene here with em and, and bond where they're looking out the window and bond goes did i fuck this up or em goes did i fuck this up and i'm like did she just say fuck yeah and i rolled it back and sure shit, i put the captions on i was like oh she did say fuck there's and a another time where one of the bonds i think it's timothy dalton says fuck but you don't hear him it's like yeah. in a loud plane and you just see him mouth it well okay first time to say fuck another um another interesting thing about the captions of this movie is that them calling her mom it's always captain as ma'am that's how they say ma'am yeah it's, yeah i don't think they're saying ma'am but it sounds yeah. mom it sounds i thought they were always calling her mom this whole time no no they call no, they're calling it's, her ma'am that's how they say ma'am there yeah it is confusing i mean i know they say mum like, like m-u-m for mom Right. It's the dialect. Oh, no, this is mom. ma'am, like sir or ma'am yeah. is, wow. the, is a they're, more they're traditional. I, ma'am, yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. No. I thought it was just no, like a really. fuck up with the subtitles. If she, I was, if she was royalty, if she was uh, like a, uh, you know, of noble birth, they'd call her dame. She is. Mm. <laughs> she is dame. Well, in real life. And he, and he just goes, mm. <laughs> mm. I don't even know if that's true. I just wanted to say that. What Kevin was explaining. That's cool as ice. Yeah, I mean, she is, right? Isn't Judy Dench is a dame? She's been. Uh, she is? No, yeah, yeah. I guess the, whatever, the, the whatever I'm talking is. about the character, Nick. Well, I mean, Em doesn't give a shit about titles or awards, man. She's in it for the blood. Anyway, uh, she starts talking. They have a little fun quip where he's like, I read your obituary you wrote for me, and I thought it was appalling. And they laugh. <laughs> and then Kincaid's like, I'm still in the tunnel. <laughs> I'm in the tunnel. If anyone wants to come down here, we're partying with some Bud Light and my pants are off. Anyway, and then 11, count them, not anyway. one, not two. <laughs> 11 fully armed soldiers descend upon this old house and they just walk up. They're like, I'm ready to fucking go. And then Bond asks King Cade if he's ready. And King Cade replies, I was ready before you were born. And I'm like, who the fuck are you, old man? Anyway, he's been waiting for this. King Cade, do you understand what you're about to do with a double barreled shotgun? He's ready to die, bro. Fully automatic machine guns. I mean, he makes okay. it a long time. Again, I owe this all, to all, you, all, Bond, because I time. killed your parents. I'm sorry. I fucking murdered your parents. Thankfully, Bond has all those cool, neat gadgets in his car, which if you're a fan of the series, you'll recognize from previous movies starring not starring Daniel Craig. And you'll probably ask yourself, where did all this stuff come from? Kind of weird to introduce those edit items this late in the movie without ever setting them up at all. And if you've never seen a Bond movie before, you'll probably ask yourself, where did all that are those items come from? Kind of weird to introduce these items this late in the movie without ever setting them up at all. Anyway, or maybe you're uh, just overreading it. It's all fine. Oh, well, this car has machine guns. Get over it, Nick. I'll I'll put the I'll put the comments in there for you guys. You don't have to put that comment. There it is. Nick, you don't understand anything. Get over it, old man. You haven't seen a Bond movie, you fucking piece of shit. Was that was that Triumph the Insult Comic Talk? It was. Yeah. Jesus. That's, that's how I read old reference. He's in our comments. Wow. I read all comments in that in that voice. Good anyway, Lord. the battle starts and M blows people up with light bulbs and then screams, Keep the change, you filthy animal. And then Bond saves her yet again from death and then realizes that Silva's didn't come with the first wave. Instead, he rolls in on a fucking attack helicopter blaring boom, 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 which Good is call. a great song to be yeah. playing. Good call. Uh the chopper starts mowing down the first floor of the old house with a fucking 50 cal and Bond tells M to go to the chapel via the tunnel and Kincaid's like, yes, finally, someone Tunnels else will get used. into my tunnel. Silva throw, starts throwing grenades in the house and Bond has to dash out of the way like a fucking boss fight in Doom Eternal. And then meanwhile, uh, M and Kincaid escape in the tunnel and M takes a but M's like, I got a bullet in the gut. And Kincaid's like, oh no, I could probably do something about that. But remember Ronson, this is payback, bitch. And then um, Silva blows up Bond's Aston Martin and he gets really pissed. And so he rigs some makeshift explosives out of some old propane tanks and heads to the tunnel. And he goes, I always hated this place. And then the explosion takes out the helicopter and Silva's like, damn it. And also, to just, be clear, <laughs> it was no longer his house. Rats. So it, right? When they got there, he was like, oh, this house got sold. I hope they got homeowner's insurance right away. Not hope a so situation too. where they could have waited. 
I mean, you I, can't even prove that was a home there. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this place is decimated. Go fix my house. Like, what house, bro? <laughs> like, and then uh, Silva looks off into the distance and he spots, what does he see, Tim? That's right, a flashlight yeah. in the darkness. Hey, Kincaid, maybe don't use a fucking torch when you're you fleeing from armed fuck. terrorists in the dead of night. Fucking ready my ass, old man. She says, oh, I was born ready. You're not fucking ready. You don't know what the fuck you're doing here. He left that torch on the whole time. The was whole he time. Of step, stepping on a snake or what? Like, Bro, a Scottish snake? They're not dead. <laughs> are we calling flashlights torches now? Yeah, that's what they call them in, in the UK. No, I know, but are we doing it? Because I'm in. I've always called them that. I'm not. Ever since I read Harry Potter. Uh, anyway, he gets caught in the middle. Uh, let's see. Bond escapes through the tunnel, but he has to walk across a frozen lake. And I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think it was that cold outside to, to have frozen that entire lake, judging by Bond's outerwear. But I guess it was. And then, of course, right when he gets into the center of it, who should show up? It's Silva. He gets caught in the middle of it. And, and one of Silva's henchmen walks up with a gun. And Silva's like, you tried real hard, man, but you suck. You basically just need you and Money Penny to go back to college and get a fucking accounting degree because you both are terrible. And Bond's the henchman- like, not really as bad as Money Penny, right? And, and Silva's like, no. Actually, you're not. No one is. No one. No one. No one close. I hated the henchman walking up. Like, come on. You yeah. you had to have heard. Uh, Crushed what? ice behind you. Yeah. Like, I just hated that. He just kind of magically appeared. You know what I don't hate, though, is the fact that Bond, knowing he's defeated, sees only one way out, grabs the henchman's gun, henchman's gun, and then shoots a circle of the ice around him, oh, yeah. and they drop into it. Super cool. Uh, they And then and then Silva goes, huh. <laughs> like, like, oh, this okay. Fuck it, hey, this guy is not fucking around. Uh, and then Bond. Uh, Do you think that was like wow? Like I would have done the same thing. Respect. Sort of, you know? That was like, respect. Good shit. That yeah. was that was admiration, and just he was kind of an odd. I mean, that one, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is this? this guy will go through any means to survive. Uh, and then Bond, of course, goes down and kind of like puts a bullshit choke on this guy with a leg. And I'm like, I don't think that choke would have worked. And then he kind of jerks him a little bit, and I guess snaps his neck. Whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, then when you always at- Nick, you always have to have a final kind of jerk to show that like, oh, that that Damn. really killed him right the there. Because I'm like, I don't yeah. think that I'm like that choke wouldn't work. He's not, he hasn't closed the loop on it for one, and two, he I just don't think it, I, I don't think I mean he guy guy had both hands in it wouldn't matter anyway. But have you uh, seen Bond Daniel Craig's body? I mean his thighs alone under, under very cold water. Yeah, very true. Anyway, Bond makes his way back up to the surface. Uh, he can't find the hole at first, but then he has to d- dive back down and grab the guy's underwater flare, which I guess works. I don't know why you'd have underwater flares, but whatever. Pulls I think, it. I think it all pop- flares might be underwater flares. Yeah, I think really? so. Yeah. yeah, That's cool as ice. I didn't know that. Uh, and then Bond pops up, but uh, we, we, we go back over to Silva, and Silva just finally makes his way to the chapel. And when he walks in, uh, M's like, fuck, I'm dead. And he's like... He's like, of course, they had to be here. It had to be us. And he has this this scene is so creepy and so great because he puts the gun up to her head and puts his head next to hers and says, just do it like finish us both off with one bullet, like pull the trigger. You have to do it. Um, she, or he says, free us both with the same bullet is what he, he so says. Sick. And then right before she pulls that guy to be here. Yeah, we are splash. And then it, it's revealed that Bond didn't even wait. Like Bond could have probably crossed that 10 feet and been OK. But he he's like, fuck this. I can't take the chance. Threw the knife from the door and just buried it in Silva's back. And then Silva turns around and he goes, ah, you got me. Do you and you know what I, his knees. Do you what I don't like about this is that like I feel like the – did the knife have any significance? Well, he, the, or... There was the moment where Kincaid says we could always do it the old way and put down the knife on the table. 
Yeah, and, and then Bond's the like, you mean the old way where when you're running from people in the dead of night, you fucking sh- you shake a flashlight around to let them know where you are, Kincaid? And then also Kincaid also in the church just sort of sitting there like, oh, there's no something here. And then and then Bardem's like, ah, fucking freeze, bro. I got yeah. you. And it's like, like, he he just wasn't careful at all. Kincaid had no idea about, like, his surroundings. Yeah. Keep me, why don't you go back to hunting deer, Kincaid? Yeah. And leave the fucking killing for men. Anyway. Uh, it, was, it was great to see Bardem, like, slowly losing his motor functions yeah. you know and realizing I like i am dead and he's just like he's trying to walk to bond and he's just like mustering every last bit of energy and eventually just drops and falls and it's so and then, sick literally as he falls to the ground bond walks over to him looks down and says last rat standing fuck yeah and then he dies and it's fucking awesome and then, of course, Bond notices that uh, M has killed over at this point, too. And he goes to her side and scoops her up in his arms, looks over at Kincaid. Kincaid just has that one little, he just kind of shakes his head like she's it's she's a goner. And uh, they look and they have this, they have a great last little exchange here where she looks up at him and she looks, looks into his eyes and says, I did get one thing right. And then she dies. And yeah. he's like, fuck, that was intense. I, I did love that. Um. <clears throat> when when Bardem does walk up to M and sees that she is bleeding, because like I I feel like he still had this sort of past part of him that was like holy shit, uh, mom, not mom yeah. or whatever, but ma'am is bleeding. Like I I just loved how he reverted back to immediately old 007. I don't think that was like a sinister. Oh my god, you're bleeding. I think he's just so fucked up that. Yeah. He had this sort of like reaction to it. It was so well acted. And he did. He has that moment where he pulls her hand apart and goes, look what they did to you. And yeah. It's, like, it's just, yeah, it's, he, it's a very, it's, it's deep, man. It's complex. Uh, anyway, yeah. later, um, Money Penny meets up with Bond on the roof. She's like, I didn't know we could come up here. And Bond's like, dude, I haven't come up here having fucking camel lights for a long time. You know what I mean, Kevin? Nice brisk day. You get a cup of coffee, you check into work. So your boss sees you and you go, I'll be right back. And you go up, you have not one, not two, but three cigarettes this time. And you talk about how much you hate your boss. Secret then, meals, secret exactly. meals, little secret meals. Uh, mm-hmm. And and uh, she tells Bond she's sticking to the desk. Guess what? And he's like, field work isn't for anyone. And then she's like, it's not for me. And, and then Bond goes, if it, if it helps, I feel a lot safer knowing that you're not going to do anything pertinent to anyone's livelihood. You're just going to sit back there and maybe file some papers and occasionally bitch about post-its. That's all I want you to Jesus do. Christ. Christ. Uh, and then she gives Bond M's bulldog. And he says, maybe this was your, her way of telling you to take a desk job. And Bond goes, no, it's just the opposite. As in, this thing has survived through all through explosions and all this stuff. And it's still here. And it's still out in the field. And so should I be. Uh, then they head down to the office, uh, which I think is awesome. And I know you guys probably don't recognize this. But this office layout with the... Um, the sort of like receiving room and then the big oak doors is a is a basically the traditional layout of where M's office used to look like in all oh, the old cool. Sean Connery movies. Uh, I think they changed it in, in uh, the Pierce Brosnan movies, but pretty much Sean Connery, I think Roger Moore, he would always walk in and like hang his hat on there and they'd have a quick chat with Money Penny and kind of gauge the temperature where it was M pissed off. He's in a good mood. What am I in for? And then they'd flirt and then they would never have sex. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. Anyway, Bond heads through into the bigger office where he sees uh, Mallory and he's greeted there. And Mallory says, so 007, lots of work to be done. Are you ready to get back to work? Uh, and he goes, with pleasure, M, with pleasure. Fuck God, yeah. goosebumps, dude! Oh. Jesus, this movie rules, man. This movie's really. This is like the. I, I think this is the first time that I've like fallen in love with the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Mm. Like, this movie right here sort of cemented that. Like, okay, this this movie rules, and just like Tim was saying earlier, this movie fucks. This movie fucks. 
I feel this movie like does th- fuck. This movie played to like Daniel Craig's strengths, where it's like he is looking a lot older, and th- like that was such a big part of this movie. Uh, my problem with this movie is I feel like it's it's weird to have a 007 movie where at the end of it 007 fails at his mission. You know, uh, he was like he was trying to stop this dude from killing M. M's dead. Yeah. The dude also is dead. It sounds like the dude got exactly what he wanted. You know, and I know that like there is something in that like he didn't actually kill that guy. You know, kill M, and he didn't have that moment that he wanted to have. But it just kind of sours it to be like, oh, this is a movie about kind of James Bond transitioning into that more iconic James Bond that we know. But he still failed at his mission. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's See, I don't mind that so much. I think, I mean, obviously because I think um, Judy Dench just didn't want to do anymore. I thought this was a nice send-off for her character. Um, and I thought this movie had a lot of deep things, themes that it explored. Um, the, the, the disappointing factor for me was that literally he walks back into – the old Bond movies that, that that we used to know, and that's that was when I walked out. I was like, I don't understand why they're choosing to go back to the more formulaic style Bond, where he literally walks in and gets the mission briefing from M, and then flirts with Money Penny a little bit, and then Q's there too to give him some cool stuff. And I just felt like we have, as a, I think just we've progressed beyond that, and now we're going back to it. And you know, we'll see what they do with No Time to Die. I, I'm very excited about that, but. I'm not looking forward to Spectre. Let's just put it that way. So that's the thing is like I don't re- I remember not liking Spectre as much, um, and I I just don't remember it at all at this point, which is exciting for me to go back into this. But it's like getting we're finally we finally have a team, you know. It's like I feel like th- that's something that I've been wanting to see from these movies for two movies now, and it's just like I like the, where we end here. It's like all right, cool. It is funny that it feels like every one of these movies is like, well, now he's Bond. Okay, no, no, no but now he's Bond. No, okay, really, guys, though, now he's Bond, and it's like that's weird to me but this is the most hype i was when the movie ends i'm just like oh, yeah i'm excited to see what happens next and i'm with Not you on that what happens next i'm with you on that and i think that's probably an issue that they have with bond in general is that you you always see like bond is a character all to its own and it's just they just sub these actors and playing it and it never really feels like a real person and this is why you know i think in casino royale and in quantum they started getting close to that and there are a lot of real moments in this but then by the end of it we're like okay he's just this like one-dimensional you know uh, guy in a suit that kills people and is suave and like i don't know i just feel like I, I hope to god they can get back to some of the roots where they actually do put some heart into the story and some and some character like actual deep character arcs for bond because i like i like him better when he is this sort of like fatalistic almost fated to die character uh let's do a little ragu bagu seven syllables in the middle don't we have to do that first oh yeah sure let's do that first we need okay, five good. for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to well, fret. Do Haikus don't need to rhyme Haiku in review nope Haiku in review it's right, fine we were on it no no like. you're on it with me but then when i'm listening like two seconds behind. Yeah, yeah, it's close though. It's pretty impressive. Close. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Jacob Meyer did. Uh Skyfall family. James has lost all these things, for this is the end. Grayling Thibodeau says, Take the bloody shot, Bond, home alone edition. Oh shit, a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin Leith says, uh, this isn't a haiku, <laughs> but you know, a bottle of McKellen 50 costs $39,000. That is such a huge flex. That's insane. 
I didn't no know that. No way. I've, when he wasted a little bit and he was like, oh, I fucking don't waste it. To waste a good, to waste waste a good scotch whiskey. or bourbon. Yeah. Black years it's been like sitting in that barrel. That's crazy. Wait, but why Why is this? I feel like I've seen uh, no, no, You've seen 15, McKellen 20. At like, you've had 12 probably. 12, yeah. Wait, wait, why was it so expensive? 50 years. It's 50, 50 years, years old. Years. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. Blackjack says cyanide, no fun. Bond and M go on the run. Now, Skyfall is done. Appreciate the rhymes there. I love the rhyme there, Blackjack or Zach. Uh, Maz- Mason Hall says the best Bond villain. Three Bond girls dead in three films. Adele still kills it. Fuck, she does. And then the final one, Monty He's Joe. Facts. Monty Joe says escalator slide straight into a full-blown sprint. Bring it, Ethan Hunt. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Like Ethan, Ethan Hunt, man. guys. He, he would outrun <laughs> him, Hunt. no problem. Would he outfight right, so, him? I, I was so scared the way when he when he got off of that escalator, he was like so fast. Yeah. Well, Javier like, Bardem's character ate shit. Whoever the stuntman yeah. was, like, had to take a dive on that one. But then Bond just kept running. And I was like, that's pretty good. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ragu Bagu, where rad guys rank bad guys. I'll be your host today, Nick Scarpino, followed by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Andy Cortez. What's up, guys? Cheers. Mazel tov. We're going to also throw the master of disaster, the second best baby blue eyes in San Francisco. Tim Gettys into it. And joining us for the first time, I believe, uh, in this whole series is Kevin Coelho. Uh, and we'll call, we're going to call him... What, what nickname should we call you, Kevin? The Komodo Dragon of kind of fun. <laughs> All right, good We're going to call you the Kevin the, the Komodo Dragon. Koelo Dragon. Koelo Dragon. <laughs> I love it. Uh, where, okay, so the list as it stands right now is Le Chiffre was at number one, and then Dominic Green from Quantum Solace is number two. Where do we want to put Tiago Silva? Dude, number, number one, one baby. Number one, yeah. For sure, yeah. yeah number one, not only, not only the acting, the backstory, the, the sort of tragedy uh, of it. Also like, the transformation. The great. But he, and he also is basically he's like the 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 prototypical or the, I guess the archetypical I don't know what the word I'm looking for is but he's basically the 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 Bond villain that you know and love. He is the one that's like world ending, has all these power, is behind the scenes, and he damaged. Is, you feel like he's a very formidable foe. Whereas the other the other ones we talked about are a little bit more subtle, right? Lashif doesn't feel like he's ever he's ever going to like, you know, control the entire world. But that's what this plot is about. We're going back to sort of the doom and gloom, like someone's got a weapon of mass destruction and we have to stop him from destroying everything. And that's what this character is. And I think I, again, I think that it would have been, I don't think it would have played as well if you hadn't cast Javier, Javier Bardem in it. And I think he sold every fucking line of this. I'm always, um, I'm always very bummed out. Even when we go back to Marvel movies and other movies and other franchises where I know there are going to be multiple movies, but a villain I love dies and I was just, like, come on, guys. I was very sad that Bardem died because he's just so goddamn good and captivating on screen. He's he's insane. So there you go. New rankings. He's number one. No, he's no, number one. Sorry. So the new rankings are Bago. Tiago Silva, number one. Uh, let's shift number two. And number three, Dominic Green. There, there you go. go. Now it's time to rank the James Bond, Daniel Craig, cinematic universe. Currently, number one, we have Casino Royale. Number two, we have Quantum of Solace. Sorry, did we ever figure out where the the intro ranked? Yeah, oh, we oh, didn't. We, we didn't. Do we not put it in the rank? <laughs> Let's go we back up to that. that. And then I started. I yeah. started trying to argue that Quantum of Souls is better, and then we just moved on. Yeah, it's, it's I, I think Skyfall. Yeah, Skyfall. One. Not only because so, of the song, go. but the, <laughs> I, am, right. I enjoy the visuals more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, I would still go for Quantum just a little bit, but I got outvoted, so boohoo. 
Uh, but yeah, so now it's time to rank it. Number one, we have Casino Royale. Number two, we have Quantum of Solace. I think this is easily number one for me. Yeah, Same for here. Sure. Yeah. It, it it kind of irks me to agree because there's so many this, so much of this movie that that I don't like. But overall, it's a just a fun fucking movie to watch. And again, like a lot of the issues I have are stuff that. You, you know, you can take or leave. It's mostly just the the the, the nods to the older franchise and that the fact that it is kind of taking a step back. But I cannot deny that watching this again, I'm like, this is so fucking fun. And yeah. It's so good. It's and Harvey Arbardem versus Daniel Craig is so fun to watch. It's yeah, it's number one. I, I think a lot of it, you know, with we didn't see enough Bardem as we could have, and that's kind of like my my one little problem with it. But compared to Lashif, um, with Mads Mickelson in in Casino Royale. Um, we didn't really see menacing from him until I'm going to hit your balls with this thing. Because uh, for the most part, it's him sitting aside a... Uh, a they're playing blackjack, or no, Texas Hold'em. And you don't really see a whole lot of that performance there because a lot of it is just like, Bond goes off because he gets poisoned. Bond goes off because there's an intermission for whatever reason. But this one had so much of Bardem being villainous being the mastermind uh always being one step ahead of them like wanting to get captured all of that shit is just so it, that's what i love in in action movies and i yeah i would put this number one i i feel like there's moments too where we see his plan get thwarted by uh james bond and it's one of those things where like man you can tell that he's pissed and trying to make a new plan it's good i i feel yeah. like the action in this movie was like and I enjoyed the action in the last two movies, or like what I, the the action scenes that we got. But there's something about like the 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 initial in the the when he's chasing the dude in the in the start of this movie, where it's mm-hmm. just like that was so entertaining to watch, and uh, the storyline I thought was really good. It's funny because I just remember not liking this movie anywhere near as much as I do, but I, I like it a lot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Barrett uh, sent in his thoughts on Skyfall. This was the first Bond movie I'd ever seen all the way through and with little to no context. I did not like it at all when I saw it in theaters. Now with my appreciation for action and spy movies having grown since then and with watching the other Craig movies, I really liked it this time around. I think it has a good balance between what Casino Royale and Quantum tried to do. Plenty of quiet and small moments and a lot of action that's super fun when you're just in the moment. Javier Bardem completely owns the movie, especially with his entrance and it's finally an interesting enough villain for a Bond movie. My only complaint is that when we get to Skyfall, it feels like the movie's trying to wrap up a story arc with bond that was never previously set up therefore it feels out of place with the rest of the movie and the team being set up at the end of the movie with the reveal of money penny and so on felt like a cheap ending for bond heads but didn't really fit with what craig bond is despite that though it's the best one we've watched so far um also for my two cents i do appreciate the skyfall intro more this time around especially with way better cg but i don't think anything can top jack white and alicia keys for me when it comes to the song yo there we go so that's it ladies and gentlemen next week specter to close out the current craig movies because uh no time to die got delayed what franchise will we do after that i don't know yet but i need to talk to the guys because i got some fun ideas so you guys should stay tuned i'm excited Until next week. uh uh bon voyage yes that's it that's good, good job good job <laughs>